Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast, the divisional round of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for allowing the State of the Saints podcast to be a part of your Saturday night. Well, Who That Nation, we're almost time. It's almost time. It is almost time for the New Orleans Saints to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, a lot of talk has been, been happening. Everybody's talking about who's going to win. Is it going to be the Saints? Is it going to be the Buccaneers? <laughs> I just want this game to take place, man, especially watching uh, the games uh, going on right now. And you're looking at these games, and it's like, oh, my God, man, I just wish the Saints played today. But now we got to wait all the way to Sunday evening to watch the Saints uh, take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But uh, we're going to be talking about that throughout the show. And, of course, we're going to be uh, reading some of your comments. And thank you all uh, very much once again for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I'm probably going to be opening up the phone line, trying to see what you all have to say about this game. All I got to say is it's very, very simple who that nation <sighs> The time for talk is over. You know, going back and forth with Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans and they're excited and they're talking about the Saints are going to lose and they're going to send the Saints home and, you know what I'm saying, they they going to move on and we got Tom Brady, this, that, and the third. And, you know, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans, you would think that Tom Brady won six Super Bowls with them. You would think that Tom Brady had all this playoff success with them. I don't know if they thought they they bought Tom Brady and all his achievements that he brought from New England. I, I don't know what's going on with that. But all I know is this. All I know is this. Drew Brees is going to retire after this season. I don't care what anybody is saying. I don't care what anybody is, is, is talking about. Uh, he might not. No. Drew Brees is going to retire after this season. This is going to be Drew Brees' last home game. I don't care what Tampa got to say. I don't care what the fans got to say. I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Jan Brady. I don't care if it's Brady Quinn. The New Orleans Saints are going to win this football game. They're going to literally have to drag the New Orleans Saints football team off this field. They are going to have to completely buried the New Orleans Saints team if they're going to win this football game. There's no way in hell that the New Orleans Saints are going to allow Drew Brees to lose his final game as a New Orleans Saint. And I'm pretty sure the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to put up a fight, and I'm pretty sure this game is going to be close. But I cannot see the New Orleans Saints losing their final home game with number nine Drew Brees as their quarterback they are going to do everything they can to come out on top. So what do the Saints have to do to come out on top? Well, number one, the Saints are going to have to be unconventional. And by unconventional, I mean they're going to have to be a run-dominant team. Now, the last two matchups we saw, we saw that Drew Brees had his way with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. My opinion I think that the secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be ready for this game. They're going to put a lot of emphasis on trying to lock up some of the receivers, 
So I feel like the Saints need to completely switch up the way that they played these guys the last couple of times. And I'm talking about run the football. I'm talking about run the football at them boys with reckless abandons. Forget all that stuff about the first game and how they shut down Alvin Kamara and all that, all that stuff they talking. Run the football with reckless abandons. I'm talking about impose your will on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Don't try to throw the ball all over the place. Don't be trying to uh, match, you know, match wits and, and, and go toe-to-toe with Tom Brady. Run the football. You got Alvin Kamara. You got Latavius Murray if he's playing. You have this offensive line who has been playing absolutely bonkers when it comes to run blocking. Run the dang football. Another thing they have to do, in my opinion, they have to set up the play action, okay? Running the football sets up the play action. So in the play action, you'll be able to throw the ball down the field. I feel like the New Orleans Saints have to take some shots down the field. You take shots down the field because you leave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team guessing. A lot of the times, the New Orleans Saints get into these phone boot type matchups is because the Saints play too close to the sticks. It's a methodical pace for the New Orleans Saints. It's a nickel and dime. It's a it's a five yard. It's a ten yard. It's a four yard. It's a six yard. The New Orleans Saints have to extend these plays. They got to throw the ball down the field. They got to air it out. And I know that's not the way that they roll, but they got to get more vertical, man. And also, you got to get the tight ends involved. Devin White is not, I repeat, is not very good in coverage. So this is a game where Jared Cook and Adam Troutman can eat. Take advantage of the middle of the field. Let them go ahead and, and you know try to lock up the wide receivers. Take advantage of the middle of the field. This is a Jared Cook, Adam Troutman type game. These are the guys that we need to depend on. The middle of the field is going to be wide open. The last time the Saints played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they played a lot of zone. And that, that calls for a lot of the receivers to be open and find creases in the middle of the field. When you have linebackers that can't cover, it's easy for these tight ends to eat. Allow Adam Troutman, allow Jared Cook to do their thing. Allow them to step up and handle up on their business. That's all I'm saying. And finally, when it comes to the defense, you got to get pressure on Tom Brady. You got to get pressure with four. And you got to come with it. Because this is the game that Cameron Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Davion Yamada, Malcolm Brown, uh, Sheldon Rankins, Marcus Davenport, the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have heard the whispers. They have heard how everybody is counting them out. They've heard how the Saints can get pressure when sending four. They are going to be up to the task. It would not surprise me at all if the Saints defensive line has a hard time getting the time break because they're going to do everything they possibly can. That includes leaving Rob Gronkowski in to help with the blocking to try to make sure that Tom Brady stays upright. The defensive line has got to get pressure on Tom Brady, wherever it takes. Rather it starts or rather it's a guy just bull rushing their way to Tom Brady, you got to get pressure in his face. What I feel like the Saints need to do in this matchup is something that they didn't do last time. What they need to do is allow a defensive end, somebody like Davenport or somebody like Cam Jordan, 
to rush up the A-gap. You have a young, inexperienced guard that is going to start uh, for, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because uh, Kappa is not going to play. Allow somebody like Cameron Jordan or Marcus Davenport to do something like the, the Minnesota Vikings did to the New Orleans Saints in the playoffs, with the, what the Atlanta Falcons did last season. Allow them to get a defensive end in the middle of the A-gap and try to rush and put uh, Tom Brady on his back, putting pressure right into the face of Tom Brady. Okay, that's what something I feel like the Saints need to do. Not, not the entire game, but it's something I feel like they need to take advantage of. Also with the secondary. The secondary has got to be able to lock up some of these receivers. This is going to be one of those games where if a guy gets beat, it's going to be on that guy because the wide receivers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are really, really good. Rather, it's Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, or a surgeon Antonio Brown. Somebody has got to step up. You've got to make sure that you take care of your assignments. you got to make sure you are where you need to be. You've got to be physical. You got to make sure that you disrupt the timing of uh, Tom Brady. And let's try to get some of these coverage sacks, man. Mike Evans, Marshawn Lattimore, that is a matchup that a lot of people uh, pay attention to. Marshawn Lattimore has been getting the best of Mike Evans. Mike Evans has heard this over and over again. So you know he's going to go out there trying to prove something. Uh, Antonio Brown on Janora Jenkins last game, you know, Janora Jenkins did an okay job. But Antonio Brown was not in football shape. This time he's going to be in football shape. So Janora Jenkins has got to be ready for the best version of Antonio Brown. And also the linebackers. Look, Alex Azzalone, uh, who has been a liability in coverage, I expect for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to try to exploit him. And they're going to try to do that with Cameron Bray. Cameron Bray had a really good game last, last game. And he, would, he probably had one of his best games uh, with Tom Brady. So I expect for Cameron Bray to uh, be uh, uh, very active in this game. But there's an X factor that a lot of people aren't paying attention to, Rudad Nation. There is a guy that a lot of people aren't paying attention to. We talk about Mike Evans. We talk about Chris Godwin. Uh, we talk about Antonio Brown. But we don't talk about Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is a guy that's like a Wes Welker type guy, a guy that Tom Brady really relies on, and that's a guy that – uh, can give the Saints fits. He is the, their version of a Deontay Harris. He can get vertical. He can get behind the defense, and he has really short hands, and he doesn't mind getting doing, going out there on a suicide mission. He will go out there and make those tough catches. So the Saints have got to have a plan for Scotty Miller because he can be the guy that slips through the cracks when you're focusing on all of this talent that's around him. And another thing the Saints got to do lastly is – Make sure that they don't get Leonard Fournette uh, rolling because I feel like that would be a recipe for a disaster. You got to be able to stop the run. Ryan Nielsen, uh, the defensive defensive, uh, line coach of the New Orleans Saints, he has to be able uh, to make sure that they be able to stop the run. You stop the run, then you can be able to stop the pass. Leonard Fournette had 96 yards against the Washington football team last week. And like I said, man, I'm not a – Real big fan of Leonard Fournette. I feel like he's a tad bit lazy, but when he's motivated to play, he's one of the best running backs in football. So the Saints got to be able to neutralize him. I don't know if Ronald Jones, how much we're going to see of him. He's been dealing with that uh, hamstring injury. But if Leonard Fournette gets rolling, 
then it's going to be a tough outing for the Saints because if you get the running game going for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you combine that with Tom Brady being able to do the play action, it's going to be rough for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be back and forth. Uh, I feel like the New Orleans Saints are going to uh, be able to kind of irk it out. This is going to be a close football game, man. I got this game. Uh, the Saints are going to win uh, 34-27. Uh, I feel like the Saints are probably going to end up scoring a late touchdown, but 34-27 is my score for this game. Uh, let me go ahead and read some of the comments, though. I'll be ripping them. Thank you very much for the $2. He says, guess you say I lost a few pounds just now. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for the $2 donation. Uh, Kim says, we need to catch these balls on defense. Yeah, that's that's the truth. When you have an opportunity to catch an interception, I mean, that's huge. You know, that that's a game changer. Uh, I think about... Uh, in the game I just saw earlier, the Green Bay Packers versus the Los Angeles Rams. The Green Bay Packers were in the red zone. There were two plays where the Rams could have had an interception and they could have took a drive away from the Green Bay Packers. You got to be able to come up with those interceptions because those interceptions can change the whole game. Okay, you take a possession away from, from the offense of the opposing team and not only that, if you're close, you can even put three to seven points on the board. So you got to be able to put your hands on the football. And I do feel like that's something that uh, the Saints have been lacking. I've seen a lot of hands on these footballs, but they're not coming up with interceptions. You got to be you got to make sure that you're handling your business on that. Uh, facts, that boy purge 504. Traquan back uh, to he's a beast in blocking. Yeah, Kim, you know, he's probably one of the best blocking wide receivers we have. And, um, you know, Trey Quan to catch a good, tough pass uh, every now and then as well. Uh, we would need help with Azalone in pass coverage. Malcolm Jenkins versus Gronk is a key matchup for me because you can't keep Azalone out there on him. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like Malcolm Jenkins would be up to the task with the, with, the, with the tight ends, but there are going to be times where – Byron Leftwich uh, actually schemes uh, to make sure that, you know, somebody like Azalone is on a tight end. So he has to be ready. They're, they're going to pick on him. They're going to pick on him, man. Uh, Blue Apple, thank you very much for the $5. Says we need Will Less to be clutch tomorrow. He has me nervous so far. Yeah, Blue Apple, you know, but <laughs> I got to say, you know, looking at this game tonight, uh, the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills watching – um, one of the most accurate kickers of all time, Justin Tucker, missed two field goals. I mean, <laughs> that makes you uh, kind of, you know, take a little pressure off Will Lutz. But Will Lutz has to be clutch. You know, he he has to go out there and make sure that he makes these field goals. And he has no excuses. It's not like he's playing outside or anything like that. You're playing inside. You know what I'm saying? There's, you don't have to worry about the wind to, wind to your back or, or the wind blowing and swirling. You ain't got to worry about anything like that. Just go out there and play your game, man. We believe in your will, Lutz. We know that you'll be able to make a couple field goals. TJ, I just pray they don't cheat us. Well, official Young Nola, if the Saints do what they need to do, they shouldn't have to worry about the refs cheating them because they will win this football game. You know, stop. don't make the game as close as it needs to be. And I understand that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do their best to win, but if you clicking on all cylinders and you're not hurting yourself, then the referees shouldn't be a factor. So 
Marcus Williams going to get another pick on Brady. Glad we have a ball hawk like him. Yeah, Marcus Williams has been playing outstanding this season. You know, it's been kind of under the radar because, you know, I, I don't know, people got their feelings about Marcus Williams. But he does have two interceptions against Tom Brady, and he is a guy that, you know, if he's close to the ball, he's going to get the interception. So counting on him to have another fantastic outing. Dill says, I'm nervous, TJ, about Sean Payton play calling in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not too concerned about Sean Payton's uh, play calling. It's, a, it's mostly about execution. You know, can they execute what, what he's calling? You know, I, I don't want him to go out there and be calling a whole bunch of passing plays. I, I did not like the fact that Drew Brees threw the ball 23 times. I, I didn't like that at all. I didn't like it. I uh, wasn't a fan of it. And uh, hopefully we don't see that anymore. Uh, I think the X factor is the Saints offense against the defense. Um, I really know. I think it's the same defense against their offense. I think it's the opposite. TJ, I just pray they don't cheat us. I already read that. I already read about Marcus Wave. 34-21 Saints. Okay, that's a good, decent score right there. Uh, my prediction is just win. If we play our game, we good. Yeah, you know, I, I don't care about the score. You know, I leave that up to the prognosticators who who just feel like they're going to critique somebody based on the fact that if they went by two or went by three or went by seven. I just want them to win. As long as they got more points than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the end of the game, I can care less. Okay? Nobody nobody remembers the score. People just remember the outcome. You know, straight up. Uh, 31-17, Saints pressure Brady and lock uh, this one. Uh, yeah, I hope so. You got to get pressure on Tom Brady. That's the key right there. That is the key. Uh, just do their job and we'll be fine. Smash mouth football. Uh, be smart. Yeah, I think they definitely need to run the football. Uh, I smell smoke. The refs going to cheat us because Brady gets uh, 500K uh, if they win. Well, I, I Mike T due for a big game. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be able to play, you know, even, you know, even better than he did last week. Uh, right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link inside the uh, for the chat. I'm, well, I'm going to put the uh, link for the for the phone calls inside of the chat. So feel free to uh, chime in. Tell me what you think about uh, tomorrow game. What you what you think the Saints are going to do? TJ, my cousin, talk about I'm going to be uh, sick tomorrow when the Saints lose. Well, I, I want I ain't paying attention to that negative energy right there. I ain't, I don't need that negative energy. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing, TJ? Uh, okay, so just gonna rattle off a few things before we get into it. First off, injury report for Saints this coming out: Patrick Robinson out, Latavius Murray questionable, Taysom Hill questionable, Trey, Jared, and Teron, who were on the injury report, are good to go this week. And Will Clapp is on the reserve cove list, so mm-hmm. fun for that. Uh, for the Tampa Bay Bucks, the questionable ones are Ronald Jones, Andrew Adams, and Jordan Whitehead. Everybody else seems like they're good to go. So, okay, untied. But yeah, taking it back uh, for the what the Saints need to be sure they need to be able to beat this week against the Bucks is they need to be able to beat man covers this week. Right. We have not been good against Tampa Bay's offense. Tampa Bay's defense. Thankfully, Todd Bowles doesn't really call man defense for some reason. You need to be able to beat it. 
both times they played us, even if they didn't play many snaps, we had about a four-yard average on man and about seven yards average on zone. So I'm looking for Jared Cook, Adam Troutman, MT, like our big guys, to be good in like the short crossing game to try and open up the man type. And like you said before, play action is definitely important in this game. We need to get AK going and put Taysom Hill in there like and run some like just power runs on them. See if we can't keep them honest with like bruising style. But yeah, fun times. Yeah, I mean, are you nervous about this game, Chris? A little bit. Like I, I, I love love the show, and like I'm like, please just punch Tom Brady in the mouth. But what I, the main thing like I'm worried about is, is mainly like yes, their offense is incredible, and our right. defense. I'm scared it may go back to how it was in the first like six or seven weeks of the year, hmm. where we were getting beat over the top and doing stupid stuff. It's just, it's just that. I mean, we're. I'm watching the New Orleans Saints of the playoff at this point. <laughs> What's right. not to be nervous about? Right. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, I, I'm I'm nervous as well. But I just think that looking at them last week and the way that the defense played, you know, I'm more confident in the defense than I am in the offense. I, I gotta say that because the defense actually played really well. And yeah, they played. The, the offense struggled. In the I know. Game. I don't – like, it was like one half – like, in the first half, Sean Pay was trying to be quick, cute with the play call, and right, I, he was, like, right. running like, well, let's run some reverse out of this against the Bears that are just going to try and get up to you and not try to – they were – he was trying to go east and west again, yards, not north and south. Right. Is what yeah. I see. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, 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 Chris, you know, in the second half, they ran the football more, and they were able to, you know – set up the play action, throw the ball, and push the ball down the field. And I feel like what they need to do is do something completely different. They were very pass dominant in week nine versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, they ran the ball four times, and one of those included a kneel down. Or, no, it was five times, four actual runs, one kneel down is what it was. But but like I said before, like the main thing I'm worried about, the defense – I trust them to, like, keep us in this game. Right. Personally, my prediction for this score is around a – is about 31-24 for Saints. Right. Right. That's I, That seems like a kind of balancing act. But what I'm very worried about is um, our offense versus their defense because even, like, looking back to, like, when we clobbered them, like, with the 38-3, to a, a few plays don't go our way. It's – pretty much a 12-point swing in the opposite direction. So, yeah, it's just – and what you said about moving Davenport um, or Cam Jordan, my thing would be try to keep – I know they want to do rotations, but try to keep all three of your great edge pass rushers in the game as much as you can. Hendrickson on – like on – on the left tackle. Smith, yeah. Yeah. Donovan Smith, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan on your the right tackle, Tristan Warfs. And then bump – uh, Marcus Davenport in onto the right guard mm-hmm. slash center area because yeah. that's where the backup place is defending. And I think this would help limit the exposure because if you remember, teams have been running it hard on the edge towards Marcus Davenport. And I think if we bump him inside right. uh, and keep either Hendrickson or Davenport on the edge, it'll help. And then for our other D tackle slash nose tackle position, I'd say it's hard to 
thinking this and that what who would probably be the best. I'd probably say David Onyemata or Malcolm Brown is probably the best. I, I would I would put I would say Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, his presence inside of the of the A gap, um, they they've been very uh, efficient when it comes to stopping a run, Chris. So yeah, and for the um, rotation, I would say for your edge, sub Carl Granderson, it if like one of the dudes gets tired because I'd right. either I'd probably like if let's say Davenport needs to come out, bump Jordan into the become like inside on the guard and then put Granderson on the edge. Tr- Hendrickson needs to come out. Well, you just, just put Granderson on the edge again. Right. So just make sure they're fresh. But yeah, I'm a little nervous because obviously I'm watching New Orleans Saints play all football. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but look, I, I just think if they, if they don't beat themselves, they should be okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but please just beat the snot out of the bucks. Like, right. come on. <laughs> Please, like, <laughs> I know if we win today, we go up to Lambeau, which I, I don't really have a problem. It's like, oh, how are they going to play in the weather? I don't care about that. I want to see how we ma- – how we. Man, I, don't, I don't care about that. We just uh, – look. Got to win. Yeah, Green, Bay, Green Bay did what they needed to do. The Saints got to do what they got to do. Chris, yeah. uh, thank you so much, man. Thank right. you for the injury report and all the information. All right. Appreciate it, man. Call back anytime, brother. See you, TJ. Who that? Who that? And shouts out to Chris, man, giving us uh, updates on uh, injury reports and uh, also, man, giving his take on that. We're going to move on to who that David Aaron. What's going on, man? What's up, DJ? How you doing this evening? Going the game? Man, look, wh- which game we talking about? Uh, we talk about this uh, 10, 10 to 3 Buffalo game. A little boring, you know what I'm saying? We talking about that Buffalo game, but uh, what what'd you think about this New Orleans Saints game, man? What you got for me? All right, so shout out to the previous caller. He definitely gets some good insight, but I think it's a little over, a little like that's definitely nervousness if I if I've ever heard it, and it's not without it's not without reason. But I do believe we just keep it simple. The Saints need to play to their strengths. You don't want to move too many pieces around on your, your defensive line because then you're part of the element. Yeah, you can try and move Marcus Gasol on the inside. But that's that's not where he uh, that's not where he does his damage. Now with Trey Henderson coming back, it's going to command a lot of attention on Donovan Smith's side of the side of the Bucks offensive line. How the Bucks were able to uh, eliminate you know Chase Young, a prominent uh, a prominent figure coming off Donovan's side, Rob Gronkowski over there to help Donovan Smith block him, and he did the dirty work where him and Bray was able to pick off the second level. And move and move and um, move ahead. Of the game. I do believe that's what they're going to do with Trey Henderson, knowing that he's had their number of last two games. So, right. with that said, that opens that that also opens up a lot of opportunities for other guys on the line of scrimmage. Whereas, you know, Malcolm Brown, Shy Tuttle, Thompson, uh, Malcolm Brown, these guys are going to have to win the one-on-one battles, and they have shown they can do that on basis enforce either a sack or an error throw. The one thing I'm looking at really is Tristan Wirtz versus Cameron Jordan. Tristan Wirtz for the for the last child Cameron Jordan, he's only had I think I think two quarterback hits. That one quarterback hit in the very first like pass attempt in week nine against the Bucks. So uh becoming able to chip on the shoulder, knowing that he has to find a way to get around this rookie. You have uh, Traquan Smith coming back, which is going to be big in terms of your, you know, your running, but that's also a, a double-edged sword because you're going to see more, you know, Sean Payton trying to play 
uh, with Alvin Kamara or maybe even Latavius Murray to the east and west. That's just playing to their hands. Your linebackers from the Bucks, a.k.a. Devin White and Levante David, who's going to run sideline to sideline, is running straight up uh, north and south. So what they need to do offensively, don't even worry about running for explosive plays. They average 5.7, almost 6 yards to carry on the ground against the Bucks in week 9. But they're going to be more prominent in stopping the run in better conditions, a.k.a. the Dome. So what they need to do is be efficient in football. And I mean efficient as in popping out 4 or 4.2 yards per carry. Somewhere, or somewhere along those margins to keep the linebackers honest of where you want them to be. The linebackers right. for the Bucs is always, it always has been their strength. Where you want them to be is going to be how this game went for the New Orleans Saints. Whether you want them to bite on a play action, where you want to line them up against tight ends like Zero because they struggled uh, they struggled back in week nine. Where like I said, where you need them up is where is is how this game is going to go. The uh in terms of the same secondary, I'm not too worried about taking uh, taking shots down the field. The Washington football team played a lot of zone coverage which is not their thing. They played a lot of man, and that's how they got into the postseason to begin with. But for some reason, they just ran against Green Bay. They wanted to play, you know, with soft zone coverage, and that's just played into the hands of running backs, played into the hands of Mike Evans and Tony Brown. You don't want to get away to what you are in the postseason. Uh, right. Play uh, play either against Mike Evans or cover two, defend the deep ball against either Chris Godwin, or Antonio Brown, because those are your those are going to be your guys that are going to win, uh going to be after on the edges or streaks or or skinny posts over the middle of the field. Those are going to be your deep shots. Not Mike. Mike is a short guy and or, or short to any immediate guy because he is physical. He can get up there. He's more of a zone, but he's more of his own coverage buster. I believe the Saints are going to win this game. Uh, Final score of 30-23, but that's if the Saints secondary shows up. We've seen already on um, for a second consecutive week, a top 10 defense not so up. Can the Saints uh, break that streak? Well, let's hope so. Yeah, uh, I just, man, you said a lot there, Aaron. You know, I do feel like if the New Orleans, look, if the Saints don't beat themselves, they're going to win this football game. I mean, look, we, we can evaluate this game all day long. The Saints are a better football team than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We've seen that twice this season, okay? I mean, we've seen that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, no matter how they they try to put this team together, how much they try to construct it, the Saints are a better football team than them. The only thing that all these prognosticators and all these media people, all they have is – Oh, Tom Brady ain't never lost three times. Look, whatever. You know what I'm saying? If the Saints don't beat themselves, they're going to win this football game. Uh, it's just as simple as that because the Saints are better, well-coached, and they have better – and I won't say they have better players. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a, a really strong uh, team, but I just feel like when it comes to chemistry, the camaraderie of this team, playing for each other, I just look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just think they just got a team full of mercenaries. It's like a football mercenary camp going on. You know, like you want to win a Super Bowl? You want to win some games? Come on over here. I just feel like if the Saints don't beat themselves, if they don't just go out there just tripping all over themselves, they should be able to get this victory. But, uh, Aaron, thank you so much, man. Thank you for your commentary. Appreciate you, man, uh, for the uh, State of Black and Gold uh, podcast on YouTube, man. Check it out. I uh, appreciate your time, bro.
Always. TJ, you take it easy, man. All right, you too, man. Man, shout out to Aaron, man. Y'all check him out on the State of the Black and Gold podcast on YouTube. Uh, great commentary right there, as y'all can see. We're going to move on. We got the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. We got Jerry Poor Jr. What's going on, Jerry? What's going on, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast? Yes, sir, man. How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you got you caught you caught me at the right time because I'm sitting here uh, watching the uh, Buffalo Bills and the uh, Baltimore Ravens game. Uh, Lamar Jackson just threw a a pick to one of the uh, uh, Bills secondary, ran all the way in for a, a touchdown. Where? So now it's up seventeen to three. Oh, God, dope. Yeah, I'm actually looking at it right now on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, you you you're a little ahead of me because I just actually see the pick. I see him streaking down the sideline. Is that Micah Hyde? I think yeah, uh, I think so. That's the one that caught the interception. It went all the way. I think for like a hundred yards from from their end zone to the other to, to the other side. I'm like, I, that's when I say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I actually just you know, saw that real time over here, man. I'm here. <laughs> you know that excitement you see when somebody somebody when 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 a uh, quarterback throw like an interception to one of the uh defenders, you know he's mm-hmm. gonna take it all the way to the house. That's right. when you, that, that's when you get them effects and like whoa whoa. <laughs> hey man, I mean I, I actually I actually uh, I actually just saw it as you were saying that I, I look I look to my left and um I see I see the interception actually take place, but. Man, shout out to the Buffalo Bills. I mean, how can you not be happy for a team uh, that has struggled all over the, all these years and and finally, you know, saying they're a legitimate franchise? And I think we as Saints fans, we should attest to that. You know, the fact that, you yeah. know, when when we were one of those uh, snake bitten franchises all those years and finally we became legitimate, how can you not cheer for that? I would love to see a Bills versus Browns uh, AFC championship game. Real talk. Yeah, it could it could happen. It just Cleveland got to do their part in Kansas City tomorrow. But if if it don't, if, if not, it might end up being Buffalo and Kansas City for the AFC Championship. Right. But that's yeah. not what we are on here to talk about. We come here to talk about the brawl for it all on yes, Sunday. Yes, sir. What that's why we here. We here to talk about the brawl for it all. All this talk, all this stats, all this all this other stuff. It, it, we need to put all that to sleep. Tomorrow su- is Sunday, and this is the finale right. of the divisional revival uh, of the divisional rival. Right. That's why we're here, TJ. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Jerry, I already said it, man. Look, I don't care about no stats. I don't care about who throw for three hundred. I don't care who throw for one hundred. Just have one more point more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I'm serious, man. I don't care about stats and I don't care about any of that stuff. Do Neither anything do I. that you can to win this football game. Go out there and just put up one more point <laughs> than, than, than the opposition. That's just all I care about. You know? That's the, <laughs> You know, you you said you about to say the same thing. I'm getting ready to say, mm-hmm. I don't care about all this stuff going on, as long as the Saints take care of business and beat the brakes off of Tom Brady and these Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Right. I, I, we just 
You just got to do everything. Got to bring everything we got and send them back to Tampa Bay without them hosting a Super Bowl in their own backyard. Right. That's my concern. That's my concern. Man, I don't care. Look, all I'm saying is this. They don't even got to beat the brakes off, in my opinion, Jerry. They already didn't beat the brakes off of. They just need to beat them. You know, I, look, I don't expect for them. Like, if, if the Saints go out here and they just mop them boys up, that was that would completely surprise me. But as long as they win a football game, I can care less. I can care less, man. That, 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 I mean, sure. I'm just more focused on them actually winning a football game. But do you have a final score for me, Jerry? Uh, yes, sir. But before I give you my score prediction, TJ, uh, shout out to everybody that's in the chat, to all the who that's out there. Who that to everybody out there? Shout out to y'all. I love you, each and every one of y'all. I know y'all hyped up as much as me and TJ Jones is about uh, Sunday's game. So shout out to everybody. I love each and every one of y'all. Ain't nothing y'all can do about it. Now, my score prediction for this game, TJ, I just give you three words. Just win, Saints. Just win. Yep. That's and my it. prediction is, is 42 to 24. 42 to 24. Okay. So you got it as a as an insurmountable uh landslide uh, uh win. Okay. I ain't mad at you, man. Because <laughs> the, only, the, only, the only reason why I say that uh, uh TJ is because we I'm sure you already saw the latest uh uh roster on the Saints app or the Saints website that we got Traquan Smith back in the lineup. So that's good. That's a that's a big plus for us. Plus you got Trey Hendricks is coming back to play. That's even a bigger plus, especially with that defensive line, because because we remember, we remember what happened the last time when the right. Saints beat the Bucks. Remember when back in Week Nine when everybody and their mama and their daddy picked the, the Bucks to beat us. Everybody, right. everybody. What happened that night, TJ? The Saints put up twenty eight points <laughs> in, the first, in the first half. And only scored ten more points, and they only had three. Right. All those weapons the Buccaneers got wasn't enough to beat the New Orleans Saints. Oh my goodness! Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's just simple as that, man. You know? But hopefully, like I said, the New Orleans Saints be able to handle their business, be able to uh, go out there and uh, put forth a good effort, man. Like I said, I don't care what the score is. I, I really don't. I don't care what the score is. The only thing I care about is the Saints having one more point <laughs> than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, uh, Jerry, thank you so much for your time, man. Appreciate it, OG. You know, call back anytime, man. Uh, yes, sir. And like and like always, uh, I'll be tuning in tomorrow when you do your shows tomorrow uh, uh, during during the game, before the game and after the game. All I'll right, be man. tuning in. All right. Take it easy, man. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Man, shout out to the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. Jerry Porter Jr. You can read some uh, comments before we uh, move forward with the phone calls. Kenny says, hopefully it's more than one point uh, because I don't want to have to take my blood pressure medicine. <laughs> look, it, look, I'd rather take some blood pressure medicine and, you know, then win the game than me taking it because they lost. So, look, as long as they got one more point than them, I'm good. I can care less. I, I can care less. I don't need I don't need bragging rights at this point. All I need is a win. A win is a win. 
You know, it don't matter if you win by 10 points. It don't matter if you win by 20 points. It don't matter if you win by one point. So it is what it is. Sanchez, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? Hey, how you doing, man? What you got for me? Man, I'm good. I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good, man. What you got? What you got, man, about this divisional round game? What you, what you think? Uh, Honestly, I'm just keep it simple, man. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any real predictions because right. it's the third time we're going to see them. Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling what's going to happen, man. Right. Only thing I can base my next couple of statements off of is the things that we do know. We do know at the beginning of the season, Drew Brees said, hey, we're going to put it all out on the line and let the mm-hmm. team find where they may be. Right. We do know, hey, after next year, where after this season, this team may look, possibly will look a lot different. You right. know what I'm saying? Some key pieces that we grew to know and love might not be here next season. Yeah. Um, we know that, man, that at this point, at, at, at the stage of the game, it's just – we just got to take it one game at a time, man. Uh, honestly, it's just like Drew Brees said, man. We just throwing our chips on the table, man. We we all in. We all right. in this season, and I just hope we we come out with the win. Honestly, like you said, I don't care if it's a point. If it's a if it's a gut wrenching uh, blowout, hey, I'll take that too. That's extra butter on on the biscuit. But right. other than that, I'm straight. I, I just want the dub, man. That's all I want. And that's all I care about. You know, like I don't I, I just feel like if, if you're talking about blowing these guys out, no just no, no disrespect to anybody that's, that's saying this, but it's just the fact that you can rub it into the face of your, your uh of your Tampa Bay uh you know rival or whatever like that, somebody that you go to work with or somebody that you know that you're friends with. I don't care about that anymore. Look, it's this the playoffs, man. Everybody is good. Every team in the playoffs is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, even to a certain extent, even even a Washington football team put up a fight against the Buccaneers last week. So if you are fortunate enough to move forward inside of the playoffs, you know, you you should count your blessings straight up. And I I just – I don't care. As as a Saint fan, I don't care. And, you know – Hit the nail on the head, Sanchez, when you talk about this team is going to look different. Look, this is it, folks. Look, I don't know if y'all been noticing or y'all been following the news, but they've been picking this team apart. Uh, tight ends coach Dan Campbell is most likely about to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Terry Fontenot, the assistant uh, general manager, uh, assistant uh, scout guy, he's probably about to end up being in Atlanta. You know, you got all of these different coaches uh, on the same staff who are getting interviews to be head coaches. So this team is going to look a lot different. Uh, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the front office, the way that they evaluate talent, is going to be a lot different. A quarterback is going to be a lot different. This is it, folks. So the, the Saints team that we once knew and loved, and one thing that we, we knew was the consistency at the quarterback position, all of that is going to be gone after this season. They got to win right now, man. And, you know, I just feel like what Drew Brees knows is inevitable at this point. He knows that this is his last season. He knows that he has to go out there and put forth his best effort. I, I just feel like it's going to take a Herculean-type effort 
for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to knock off the New Orleans Saints because he is going to give his all, especially when he know that this is his final game inside of the Superdome. It's apparent now, you know, like it's apparent. Like you know that after this game, you have to go to Lambeau. The winner of this game going to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. So you got to step it up. Charles, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up? What's up to you? What's going on, man? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, so what you think about this game? Well, uh, honestly, man, I feel like the Saints run the ball at least 20 by 30 times. Okay. So last day, man, they didn't run the ball at all in the first half. At all, nope. it was horrible to watch. Started yeah. off so slow, I was like, what are y'all doing? Run the ball, right. you know? Right. Like, keep us being able to beat the Bucks. They have a good uh, fourth front, so then Kamara and Murray involved early is key to us getting a victory. I feel like we do that. We get um, Trey Smith involved, Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. Mike Thompson will be double team. You know what I'm saying? So we had to get them two and all right. right. I felt like on the back end, Angeloni, it's going to be his game. He's going to show up today. I feel like tomorrow he's going to show up. Tomorrow right. he's going to show up for us. Yeah, chip on the shoulder. Everybody's saying, oh, um, K1 better, which to me, he's a little bit better than uh, Ed Maloney, but still, you're a linebacker with that chip on your shoulder. You got to show, show out and show him that you belong where you're at, you know? Right. Because he was yeah. in a drop pass with Lattimore, Ram taking everybody else. So mm-hmm. I feel like, got to show up. Uh, who else? Norris. Got him got to do his thing, the whole team. Yeah. And as far as Green Bay is concerned, I feel like the Saints are equipped to play in the cold because I, they went to Chicago. One in Chicago, one in Seattle. That's cold yeah. places. So yeah. Green Bay is not a challenge for me. And I see that, um, you know, even in New Orleans, they, it snowed a few years ago. So mm-hmm. with that being said, it's like, Come on now, we used to the cold weather. Everyone now nowadays, the whole climate is changing everywhere. So that old cold weather, home for the advantage, makes no sense. It's ridiculous. That's why the media want to count the Saints out because they know we're the best team in the NFL. I don't about no Chiefs, no Bills, no Browns, about them Saints. The best wide receivers. Best running back. Yes, he's better than Henry. Yes, he's better than Chubb. Anybody that's going to throw out the Kamuka can put up any of them boys. You know that they should. So, yeah. that being said, today, I feel like we're going to go out there, handle our business, and my scope for the game will be uh, Tate 37, Bucks 23. Okay. All right. Uh, 37 to 23. And I, I do agree with what you're saying, Charles. You know, they're a good football team. The Saints don't really get the credit that they deserve for being a good football team. And I just feel like people just don't pick the Saints because I just think that they look at what happened to them in the past couple of years. And it's not the fact that they're not a good football team. A lot of these uh, these media people, they just want to be right, right? And anything that they feel like makes them sound wrong, they feel like it's a shot at their credibility. And that's the reason why if you if they pick something, and they're wrong, 
you, you'll see them crying on Monday morning. Oh man, I, I mean, why y'all going at me? Uh, you know, like it, it's a, it, it's, it's all about feeling right. It's all about ego. You know what I'm saying? But in the high in reality, yeah, high yeah. In, in reality, it's about this. This team is a really good football team, and every team each year they change up different different personnel, different members of their squad. So we can't look at last year's team and say, well, you know, like it's the same thing. This is a different football team. It's structured differently, different mind frame. Uh, you, you have a little bit more of a identity. People understand the defensive uh, assignments better, more, more chemistry, and there's a, more em- there's a better emphasis on some of the things that they actually lacked last season, like an actual running game. So I just think that if you're a smart person, then you would pick the Saints. The Saints, are, the Saints to me, are one of the best football teams in the league. And if you actually look at how this team has went 12 and four this entire season, you would think you you would look at yourself and say, "Man, it's one of the best football teams." I mean, no matter yeah, what. Like, yeah. I don't know how to cut you off. I'm undefeated. To be honest, you know. Undefeated at one point, if uh, if um you know we would have closed out Green Bay could have been this year. Mm-hmm. Looking back on four games we lost. Yep. Yeah, man, no doubt about it. But uh, Charles, man, thank you so much. I appreciate the call. Call back anytime, man. No problem. I appreciate that, TJ. Uh, no problem, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Shouts out to Charles, man. First time uh caller right there, man. So shouts out to him. Came through with the heat. Good stuff. Yeah, man, but they don't give the Saints credit for being great. They don't. And if you look at the New Orleans Saints and all of the hardships that they had to deal with this season, from uh, from Drew Brees being out, from Michael Thomas being out, from uh, Emmanuel Sanders being out for a couple of games, from Traquan, not Traquan Smith being hurt, uh, Teron Armstead being out, Andrew Pete being out. You, I mean, both Janora Jenkins and Marshawn Lattimore missing a game. You had Marcus Callaway, Jawan Johnson, Lil Jordan Humphreys. You had all of your practice squad receivers out there, you know, and they still managed to win the division going 12 and 4. You had a quarterback in Taysom Hill who has never had a start a day in his life in the NFL. This guy gives you three wins, one loss. If if you're really like, if you're really objectively looking at this same football team, you will say that they're one of the best teams in the league. All we hear all the time, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to Tampa Bay, is a whole bunch of damn excuses. Oh, Antonio Brown wasn't there. Oh, R- R- Ronald Jones hurt. Oh, uh, Chris Godwin hurt his hand. Uh, they ain't got, you know, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They, they got to put their team together. Wait a minute, A.B. don't know the playbook. Wait a minute, Grock, he not in shape. It's like all these different excuses, and yet the Saints – can go out here with practice squad guys, can go out there with people like P.J. Williams and Patrick Robinson playing on the outside against the Detroit Lions and win a football game. Don't tell me that this team isn't good enough to win. Don't tell me that this team ain't good enough to go to the Super Bowl. This is a deep football team, and no matter who's hurt, no matter who's out, there's a really true, legitimate, next-man-up mentality in this New Orleans Saints organization. And like I said, the only reason why they don't want to put respect on the Saints name 
is because Tom Brady is in the same damn division as this team. But we're going to go ahead and move on. We got Chosen on the line. Chosen, what's going on, man? What's good, bro? Yeah, what's happening, man? How you doing? Not much, man. Not much, not much. I'm good, I'm good. How you feeling, man? How you feeling? Man, I'm doing all right, man. So uh, what you think about this game? Um, Everybody pretty much said it, man. I mean, this this part three, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This part three, um, they know we represent. We know what they represent. So now it's all that, all the talking. That's, that's done, man. It's time to line up on the gridiron. Leave it all on the field. May the best team win. You know what I'm saying? Like we, yeah. we know it ain't gonna be no blowout. Um, I wouldn't mind that, but realistically right. speaking, we know it ain't gonna be a blowout. We know what right. we know what they're capable of. They know we're capable of. It's, mm -hmm. these guys get paid millions of dollars. They they fighting for they fighting for something. We fighting for something. They got pride. We got pride. They got egos. We got egos. You know. They they everybody here, man. Everybody here, the outside noise. You know, um, it's that's the world we live in. Social media era. Everybody know what's going on, so you know I, it's it's time to put up. But um, I just wanted the Saints, man, to be fundamentally sound, man. Run the football. Sean Payton tend to have his Lattimore syndrome where he plays, he tends to plays down his play calling when he know he better than the coach. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he should just. Man, put your foot on their neck, man. Just, just keep, just keep going, man. Like, don't, don't get cute. Run the points up. Like, I don't care if we, if we do manage to blow them out, TJ. Don't call the dogs off. Don't call them off. If you can get to a hunt, do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't look back. I swear, it's like, I don't know, bro. It's, it's like what they say. No, it's like how they had a. Uh, but they say how black you be in the movies when once once they gone or somebody chasing them, <laughs> you fall, just keep rolling. Don't look back. Just, just don't look back. And another thing I feel confident in this team, bruh, is because man, this is a family. This is not no football team. Right. Nobody could say that they witnessed what the Saints witnessed the last few years. From the Minneapolis miracle to the no call to the push off, mm. you know. It's just no, Tampa can't say that. Tampa don't know they players like they know our players. All y'all came together this year, and and off names and, and contracts and like you say, who want a ring? You come over here, come get it wise high. You know what I'm saying? We mold together, we laugh together, we cry together, we 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 experienced everything together. You know what I'm saying? And you can't. You ain't gonna be able to play football with somebody knowing that you ain't go through that type of bond. It's it's deeper than football with this team. These guys actually love each other. These guys yeah. actually care for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's something you can't buy, TJ. That's something you can't coach yeah. on side of those lines, man. That's something that you. That's something that can't be bought. It's just like when you go to these stores and buy these cakes and stuff. It ain't gonna taste how Grandma or Big Mama made. Cause that's love, you know what I'm saying? That's that that recipe been passed down and passed down and passed down. This just not something to do to make money or make a name off of it. This is something that's true and dear to these people's hearts. These guys actually play for each other. So, yeah. like you, you mentioned, this Drew last game. You think Drew want to send us play his potentially last game at home? Um, half assing? Excuse my French. You think he? No, man. He gonna let it all online. With that being said, I hope that don't. You know what I'm saying? Interfere with the run game, trying to get Drew to put on this spectacular last game performance. But nevertheless, I, I trust Drew to be efficient. I trust Sean Payton. Like, and that's pretty much all I got to say, man. I feel like we're going to get it done. 
I don't have a prediction for the score because I could care less. It could be 3 0. I just want to be better. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know it what I'm saying? One point better than it could be one point better. You know, yeah, I just yeah. feel like don't nobody understand what this means for this team. All week I've been watching on the little media I did watch is who needs this win? Who has the edge? Man, Tom Brady gonna come back. These guys, these guys, rookies, and these guys got plenty of years to play. They they gonna be together. This yeah. team right here. We know, man. Everybody finna dip. So you wanna, yeah. you, you wanna, you wanna make that one last run, man. Who knows yeah. we're gonna get another team like this? I don't know if this up there with the 2019, but I damn sure would give it, give it. I would take this team right now to the Super Bowl, other than the 2019 and and the 2018 team, you know. Yeah. But I just feel like, I feel like this is it, man. I feel like this, this the year we get it done, and it starts with Tom Brady. And I'm ready for them to backpedal on Monday. If things go our way, you know, they just, like I said in the beginning of the season, TJ Fargo, when you and your brother was on, they used those same excuses about the preseason and the OTAs and we we trying to get Antonio Brown in the groove. But in that same breath, they was considered the best team in the NFL, the Tom Brady the MVP. He's looking like himself. Um, cycle time, whoever the hell that is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you can't use that as your downfall and then use that as your uplift, too. It don't work like that because now right. you're not, now you're being hypocritical. They use Tom Brady not being able to have these OTAs and getting chemistry with the team, but in that same breath, they used it. Oh, Tom Brady doing this without the OTAs, like you can't do that, man. You can't. It either it's hurting them or it's helping them. Which one? You can't. Right. You can't be both. It can't be both. So you know, we know where that stands. We know the storyline, but I feel like we're gonna get it done, man. We just, we just got more pride. I feel like this team got heart. That's something you can't teach, man. I just, I feel like we wanted more. We got more to lose, and we plan for something. It ain't just the ring. We plan for each other. It's, it's more than that. We plan for brotherhood, man. We plan for, we plan for New Orleans. You know. Right. So that's what we gotta do. Yeah, I mean, you you said you said a lot, man. You know, as far as with this team, I mean, I just you know, I look at this football team and everything that it's been through, and people just waiting for the bottom to fall out, and they just think that Tom Brady being who he is, and but I just think that by them just thinking that just automatically because Tampa is who they are and they they shown flashes. I feel like there's a slap in the face of the Saints team that whooped them twice. I never see, like I never seen anything like this before in my life, dude. Like right. I've never seen a team beat a team to sleep, and people are like, "Oh no, nah, that wasn't nothing." What? Hey, let, let, let the shoe would have been on the other. The Saints would have got beat thirty-eight-three. Man, what? we yeah, they'll be telling us to get the brown paper bags back. Bro, like, <laughs> it's like it's like if somebody knock you out cold, right? Somebody mm-hmm. like knock you, put you to sleep. Sleep it's like nah, they ain't really happening. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like, what did you, what did you <laughs> right. like what did you do? Like, I don't know, man. But and then they, they try to make they they try to oh they try to fabricate it so much, TJ. You know, man. They try to cover it up and 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 they try to make it a slap on the wrist so bad. Man, thirty eight three. That ain't nothing to sneeze at. We're at your house, bro. These boys got beat to sleep. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand, like, how oh, it is what it is, though. If, if it would have been, that's all I be saying, man. Yeah. Let, let it would have been us. Get, they they try to they try to bury us when we lost to Philly, so yeah. I can only imagine <laughs> 38 three. But I digress, man. I mean, it is what it is. Like I say, we it may not be that this time, but I feel I like we're gonna leave with that W. I keep telling people, man, the Saints are uh, like they they like what they say a riff in a time uh, space continuum. That's what they mm -hmm. are, man. Like the Saints are like that. The Saints are like that that guy in the class that make the good grades that nobody can stand because they make the good grades. And nobody want to give this guy the credit. Everybody know this guy's smart. And everybody know that this guy is like, you know what I'm saying, like he, he does all the right things, but they don't want to pay attention to him. This team is really, really good. But they only focus on this team when they fail. That's it. Like, and you're right. When they, they do that to they do that to Cleveland. I mean, they do it to all these other little teams. Okay. Like only, I'm glad the Bills. I'm glad the Bills coming off. You know what I'm saying? Only, only, totally. Only when the Browns lose do they right. start talking about the Browns. Exactly. All of these teams lose. That's when they want to bring up Drew Brees' arm strand, and they mm -hmm. want to bring up. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Drew Brees ain't what he used to be. And, all that stuff right there. But where oh, was that energy on that eight-game win streak? You know, right. where was the arm? Um, where where was where where was that, man? When we beat the Falcons, it was it was the Falcons. When Tom Brady beat the Falcons, oh, they clicking on our cylinders going into the playoffs. I don't know, bro. And and what gets me is TJ. Did they get a new player or something? Uh, this is not the same Tampa team. Uh, when I look at that roster, everybody still play the same position. And if you ask me, y'all lost some guys. So, you know, some people hurt now. You know what I'm saying? You got some people out there with that last time. So, you know, it, it is, bro. It's, they going to find a way to protect they, the, the golden boy, I call them. And it, it is what it is. Oh, another thing, man, with this game. Let them play football. Y'all been letting us play football. Hey, let, them play. Hey. Let, let them play. Let them play. Don't don't get that. We throw a 15, 20-yard pass. I don't want to hit no holding on ram check. I don't want to get that illegal. Oh, I hate that one, TJ. Illegal hands to the face. <laughs> <laughs> Running into the kicker. Not roughing the kicker. <laughs> Running into the kicker. <laughs> we get the most. Oh man, I could have sworn they was gonna call some basketball over the backfire. <laughs> like, just let I agree, man. Just let us play, man. I've been watching like these playoff games. I ain't seeing no flags. No flags. As we play, they be ready. They, they, they just they throw it. They throw it. They throw it. Everything, man. Yeah. So, but like you said, we play our game. We keep them out of it. Just yeah. keep them. Don't, don't let them. Let them shoot themselves in the foot. Make themselves look foolish. Yeah. That's all I got, man. I know you got to give it to other people, man. But I appreciate you for letting me rant. And as always, man, I'm I'm enjoying the show, man. Just keep yeah. up the good work, TJ. You know, you, you, you're a good brother, man. I'm glad we got podcasts like this, man. Win, lose, or draw. Yeah, man. Um, I look back to last year, man, when we lost. Um, I think that was a Vikings game we lost. Mm -hmm. I think that was like one of the best podcasts, man. I think we went on for almost two hours. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, like, I feel like for a legendary uh, podcast, it was that one and 
the the NFL draft where Caesar Reeves got drafted. Oh, my God. hey, your face <laughs> needs to be a me. <laughs> that was that's like one of my favorite podcasts. Of when all they time. when they said New Orleans Saints select oh. Caesar Ruiz, your face was like. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was some classics right there, man. That, that's like my all time. I'm gonna go back and watch that, bro. I'm gonna have to go oh, back man. and watch that. It, it's the same thing. Caesar early season. I thought the, the I thought the live had froze, but <laughs> oh my goodness, bro. I could have lost it. I mean, I would, bro. You couldn't tell me they weren't gonna get Jordan Love, man. You couldn't tell me. You couldn't tell my me. Goodness, <laughs> man. Woo. I would have took damn at least a kicker. <laughs> but, man, but I ain't gonna lie, man. Shout out to Caesar Ruiz, man. He, he did his thing. Nothing personal, Caesar. But yeah, yeah. We, we was we was looking for something else. We just having to get you in the. <laughs> I mean, he doing a good job and stuff like that, man. I think he's gonna be a solid player going forward. But mm-hmm. my goodness, on that night, man, man. But those two of my favorite podcasts of all time, man. Those, those, those definitely like rank some of the best podcasts I've done. But I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, Chosen. You take it. Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, All right man. <laughs> yeah, man. That's one of my this is one of my favorite podcasts right there. That, that was those some classics. Uh Sony says, Well, worst defeat of Brady's career and act like it was nothing. Yeah, that, that is the truth. They they do pretend. They don't nobody do the, the Jedi mind trick like the media. Besides K. Adams, the media hates us. Yeah, because like I said, we're not a part of the status quo. We're, we're not part of that that you know that group, that, that nostalgic group that they like to elevate, like the Packers, like the Steelers, like the Cowboys, Eagles, people like that. You know, so they they try to elevate those teams and they try to depreciate the Saints. But like I said, I, I could care less. Just just win the damn football game on tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna go to Justin. Uh, Justin, what's going on, man? What's going on, TJ? How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, what you got for me? And I'm sitting up here watching this uh this this Buffalo uh Ravens game. Look like Buffalo right. gonna, gonna take it to the next to the next round. Okay, all right. Yeah, I had it on, man. I had it on, but I ended up cutting it off. I had it on my phone. Yeah, they done took Lamar Jackson out here in uh, concussion protocol. They down oh, seventeen no. three, five oh, and a half man. minutes left. So it ain't looking too good for Baltimore. Who out there right now? Who they back up is? is uh, Hurley. Team? Ricky oh. Hurley. Okay. Wow. Number two. Man, he ain't doing much. Mm. You like they about to kick another field goal, go up 20 to three. Mm-hmm. But uh, I want to talk, but you know what we're here to talk about. I want to talk about right. the Saints-Bucks uh, matchup. Um, right. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Uh, I, I, I think, I know you've been saying, you know, all podcasts long that you're not worried about uh the score. But I, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna show out, man. We're gonna be at home. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an extra five hundred people. I think it's gonna be like thirty five hundred people in 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 a, in a Superdome. Right. And I think they're gonna, um, you know, what I'm saying like the last caller said, like we, you know, we got we plan for something. Drew Brees right. last year, you know, the whole front office probably gonna get shook up. People getting, you know, job offers left and right. Uh, we got a couple uh, people that probably gonna come back next year due to the salary cap thing. So. Uh, this this is it, man. I think this is uh probably the best Saints team in in the history of the, of the of the Saints. So if they don't if they can't do it this year, man, I don't know when I don't know when the next time we gonna get an opportunity because we don't have just the fourth year in a row. Right. But we gotta we gotta show up and show out. 
And I don't, I don't care. I don't care what the score. I don't care if we beat them by by a safety. Man, you know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't care. Just get over the Just win. Because we got we got to we got to focus on Green Bay. So we got to go ahead and get get the Buccaneers about the way, man. Because you know they're a little a little put together team. They ain't no. That's not no real team. You know what I'm right. saying? They just put them together to try to you know get to the Super Bowl. But right. we got we got chemistry. We got working. Uh, we got better coaching. So I think we just all around a better team, better defense. Right. I think we got a better offense, and we mm-hmm. ain't even had our whole offense the whole year. Right. And we still averaging thirty points a game. So I see. I don't see like the, we got the we got the better matchups per player on defense and offense. So I, I I just don't see how we gonna lose this game. Only how we gonna lose this game, like you said, if the Saints beat themselves. Yeah. And I don't see that happening. I, I don't see I don't see Sean Payton uh, getting too cute. I think everybody know what's at stake here and what we gotta do. Just just run the ball, play defense. Everybody. Uh, Hit your assignments. Don't miss your assignments. If you do, just don't give up. Just don't give up the touchdown. Right. I, I, I'm cool with. I'm cool with a, with a field goal. You know, here and there. Right. But we got to convert. We we got to start off fast. We can't start off slow. Can't come. Can't be uh uh hoping to come back in the second half like we did a couple times this, this season. We need to start off fast and and, and keep our foot on their neck the whole game. Right. And, and, and hit that a gap and keep pressure on Tom Brady because you know when when. Tom Brady get pressured to death. He he like to fall around. He be falling. He be sliding. He be sliding like Pete. That pressure on him. He be he got them. He got he had them roller skates on. He just fall. So right. that's all we gotta do, man. Just just play our game. We already beat him twice. We know what we looking at. It's this ain't it's a division a division foe, and we already showed out on two times in a row. Let's do it one more time. We can it can yeah. be done. I don't care what Tom Brady record is in in the uh, playoffs. What what Drew Brees record is versus Tom Brady all time. Five and two. Five and two. So I mean, all the all the cause is is in our favor. All we got, all we got to do is they got to do is show up. We we gonna show up. We here. So all they gotta do is, is show up and do their job. That, that's all I'm saying. Um, my prediction, I think it's gonna be 30, 30 10 Saints. Wow. <laughs> thirty to ten. Wow, man. Hey, that's. That's saying a mouthful, man, but I know a lot of people like you uh trying to uh not be sweating it out and taking blood pressure medication. Right. So hopefully, hopefully they can uh get the job done. Man, I, I, I agree with you on that, Justin. Like I said, as long as they don't beat themselves, we should be fine, you know. Like if they right. they play discipline and, and play their game, they should be successful. But Justin, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the phone call, bro. All right, who that? Well, who that? And shout out to Justin, man. I see Buckles Locker that's uh, in the chat right now. Uh, Buckles Locker, I put the uh, I put the link inside the chat, so you click on the link, man. Feel free to call in if you're still there. Uh, we're gonna go to Keen Arthur. Keen Arthur, what's going on, man? Man, what's going on with you, bro? Hey, mm-hmm. real quick, I noticed that Aaron Donald was out there crying when they lost the game when they lost today. Uh-huh. Was you was you crying when uh, when Roby Coleman cheated, cheated for y'all and got y'all to the NFC Championship. I mean, to the uh, to the chip where y'all got smoked. Um, huh? yeah. Was you crying then? Man, no, look, baby, no, don't cry now, bro. Uh-uh. <laughs> look, man. I mean, look I, I, look. I I always look at the Rams, and you know they ain't about to get no tears from me. But Aaron Donald was a beast, man. The fact that he couldn't be at a hundred percent is pretty. 
it's pretty uh, unfortunate, you know what I'm saying, unfortunate for the Rams, but I don't know, man. Chris, hey, bro, crazy thing is, they asked Sean McVay, was he on a limited snap count? And was he healthy? He said no to the first question. And uh, he, basically, he said dude was healthy and he wasn't on a limited snap count. So why you don't got this man in the game? Man, of course they were lying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> you know, that man, look, that man, that man ribs are broken. You know, he, he broke his ribs last week versus the Seattle Seahawks. I mean. Did they say how many? One. One. He uh, broke one. Man, that's enough. <laughs> So, I mean, we just look at 11 crack ribs and, and with Drew Brees, and we like, ah, yeah, Drew Brees. Like, but that, that's tough, man. But right, I didn't expect for them to win anyway. The fact that they were actually in that game to the very end was a shock to me. And it didn't involve like, their defense playing lights out. So, it is what it is, man. But what you think about this divisional game, man, Saints uh, versus Buccaneers? Man, look, much like most of your callers, but I'm sorry I'm getting there so late. But you know, I'm at I'm at work. I got stuff to do. Yeah, but I can tell you this: them people we match up good with them people. Them people don't want no smoke as long as the Saints. That's why I'm glad you brought that up because this is what I wanted to say. You know how you know how every team used the script about 15 plays, huh? Mm-hmm. They like their first 15. Right. I'm gonna need for Sean Payton, bro. Whatever you script, if you notice after play number five <laughs> that it ain't really working, hey, bro. Ground and pound. It's your best friend. It right. kills time. It, it gives you time of possession, and it keeps them off the field. I'm not scared of the offense. Chris Godwin, that boy can't catch nothing. I, I don't know what it is, what's going on with him. But that boy, got he got stone hands right now. You put C.D. Deuce on him, get in his head. We already know what Marshawn going to do to uh, Mike Evans. <laughs> we already know what time it is. And you keep Jack Rabbit on Antonio Brown. Yeah. You 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 have you have the the um. The squad to do what you need to do, bro. And we got Trey Hendrickson back. That's a big thing. That's a big plus. Right. Get the ball in the hands of your playmakers and don't get too cute, bro. They can't stop you from running the ball. They can't. like. And if you have to throw the ball quick, I don't care. An assassin who's good with his hand is just as lethal as an assassin who can hit you from long range with a, uh, a sniper rifle. Yep. I don't want I, I don't I don't play into the NFL narrative where you throwing the ball down the field. Right. Did you lose? Did, right. did you stop me when I was throwing it at 10 yards? Did yep. you stop me when I was throwing it at 12 yards? No, you didn't. It still added up to seven points <laughs> and my time of possession was eight or nine minutes. Hmm. That's a recipe for success to me. So as long as the rest don't get involved with that dumb shit and the things don't beat themselves, ain't nobody gonna beat the kids. Yeah, I agree. You know, I, I just think that if they play the game, they should be just fine. You got to find a score for you. I do. 34 21. Saints. Okay. All right. Sounds good to me, man. 34 21. Yeah, I we got to start fast, though, bro. We yeah. got to start fast. Yeah, we can jump, jump on the people. We definitely got to start fast, man. It might be a, a tough game for them. But Keen Arthur, man, right. thank you so much for your uh, call, man. You know, call back at the time. I appreciate you calling in, man. It works. No problem, boy. Who that? Well, who that? Hey, man. Uh, I'm gonna bring in, man, a special guest right now, man, from uh, uh, from the Buccaneer uh, Bucks Nation, uh, guy uh, Buckles Locker. What's going on, man? What up, man? What it do? Hey, man. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. You know how you doing, man? And I'm doing just fine, man. I, I seen your video, and uh, you know, you said that. 
Well, hit you up, man. So I just want to know what you got to say about the game, man. Well, first of all, let me give you a, a shout out to you, man. I see you doing your thing, man. Uh, you've been doing it for a little minute too. I, I this is my fourth year doing this, man. So I kind of like started like you, kind of like you know uh, when I first started um, back in sixteen. It was like you know what? I'm tired of seeing all this nonsense going on. Let me get on here and start chiming in about my team because you know my team don't have too much as far as like you know content on my team on the YouTube or social media. So I felt like. I wanted to come on here and, you know, start talking about my team. And, you know, we've been through some struggles. So, you know, and then I see guys like you doing your thing with your team. I'm like, you know, that motivated me to get on here and start talking about it. But, you know, I've been chomping at the bit, you know, for the last four years about my team. And I keep it real. So I'm kind of like you. Some people don't like when I talk about the team and they get a little frustrated. But I, I can't be biased. I just be straight up with what I see. So as far as this game, you know, um, to get down to the point that you had, the question you asked, I think the game gonna be close. You know, uh, I, I throw the first game out the out of the I throw the, I throw the first game out. You know, I, it is what it is. I, I call that loss for us. You know, what I'm saying first game of the season, and then in the second game, that that was a mind boggling game. I was upset about that game uh, with Bruce Arians in particular. For me, it's always at the top. You know, what I'm saying it's always about coaching in the trenches with me. You know, what I'm saying where the, the, the engine starts at, and when I seen that second game. 38-3, and then everything was wrong. You know, five runs, bombs away. It didn't make any sense to me. That was a bad game plan, and it starts at the top. You know, so I look at Arians, you know, chucking the ball around like that against a secondary that's built for the Bucks receivers, pretty much, you know, with the matchups. You know, like the last call of, called in, y'all match up very well against our receivers, and it, and it shows. You know, the last four games, 0-4, and, and it didn't look good passing the ball. So what I'm expecting this game to be, a little different from the first two or the previous four games as far as with the with the run pass ratio. That's very important in this game, I think, for the Bucks to establish some type of run to let the Saints front seven know you just ain't gonna tee off on Brady like that. You know what I'm saying? And the Saints front seven or the front or I call them front eight because y'all too deep, you know, uh as far as on the D line, y'all tough. Y'all got some guys in the trenches that can get out to the quarterback, you know, across the board. And I like I said, I'm I'm a football fan first. You know what I'm saying? So I know when I see a good team with some good depth, I call it how I see it. Now, the the biggest question in the trenches is left tackle. I call him number 76. You know what I'm saying? And I don't call him by his name because every time we play y'all, Trey Hendricks and Cam Jordan just, just do a number on him for some strange reason. It's just what it is. Some guys just got your number. You know, and... um. And then with Cam, you know, with Tristan, Tristan as a rookie has been actually playing good against Cam, actually been blocking him very well. So I'm not really too much worried about that matchup. That matchup is pretty good. But it's Marcus Davenport and Trey Hendricks on number 76 and our, le- our right guard, uh, Alex Kappa, broken ankle. Now we got Aaron Stinney undrafted, thrown into the fire, Sheldon Rankins and uh, uh, David uh, Imada. And um, who's the other guy? Uh, Malcolm Brown. Those guys, you know they're going to – Dennis Allen's going to attack uh, that right guard. But if we could just hold up in the trenches, man, I, I think we could be successful. It all starts in the trenches. If you look at those four games we lost against y'all, it's just been beat up. If we could control the trenches, man, I believe, and give Brady some time, because we're going to throw the ball. I already know that. You know what I'm saying? That's just where we are. But if we can get about 15 to 20 rushes, and protect Brady, man. I think the game gonna be closer than what it is. My prediction will be coming tomorrow about who gonna win. But you know, uh, what did you what you think? I mean, like what you see. I mean, I, I haven't caught the whole 
uh live stream but what you what you've been talking about like what's what's your thoughts your thoughts about the game well uh i'm about to no, one second. i i got uh i got a little echo on your end yeah you can you got an echo on my end yeah yeah i can hear myself all right hold on a second okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna mute you and i, I just what I all right say. all right so this, this is what i think man um I think the New Orleans Saints gonna have to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers differently than they played the last couple of times. I feel like the Saints were like throwing the ball down the field. They were taking advantage of the fact that you all were playing a lot of zones, especially in the second game. You know, like they had a lot of uh, wide open, <laughs> they had like wide open receivers like in the middle of the field. Um, I do feel like uh, Ty Bowles is not gonna blitz Drew Brees, even though that's that's his calling card. I think that'd be a big, a big huge mistake. I feel like they're going to play a lot of – well, I, I do feel like uh, they're not going to do as much zone. They might do a lot of press coverage, uh, but I don't see them blitzing uh, Drew Brees so much. And I think they need, they need to run the football. Uh, I think the New Orleans Saints, if you look at the last couple of weeks, they've been really successful. I mean, Alvin Kamara has six touchdowns in one football game against the Minnesota Vikings, man. So, And, and then you, you top that off. Uh, Alvin Kamara out against the Carolina Panthers and Todd Montgomery runs for 108 yards. So that tells me right there that this, this, this offensive line is extremely good when it comes to run blocking. Uh, when it comes to like just playing defense, look, man, they got to be able to get pressure on, on, on Tom Brady. My suggestion uh, is to get one of your pass rushes uh, to go, you know, right up the a gap. Uh, challenge the, uh, the undrafted uh, rookie that you're talking about, the offensive lineman, and uh, try to get pressure on uh, Tom Brady because you got to get him off his spot, man. Uh, I think that's something that that Tom Brady uh, he, he starts to get a little bit rattled uh, when somebody like gets pressure on. Him. Uh, but I, I do want to ask you this, man. Uh, Leonard Fournette ran for 96 yards last week. We know Bruce Arians don't put a lot of emphasis on the running game. You know, he don't, you know, like even Ronald Jones, like is in a game who is incredible. You think about it, man. I feel like if you give him more opportunities to run a football, uh, you know, you probably have more success offensively. So do you think that Bruce Arians is going to go out there, Brian Leftwich, the offensive coordinator, they're going to call more running plays for Leonard Fournette? Well, uh, so this is how I see the running game for the Bucks. Do you still, do you hear echo anymore? No more echoes? No, nah, nah, it's just when I talk. Okay. So the thing about the running game, and I've been speaking about this for the last couple years, man, for some strange reason, especially with Bruce Arians, if you go back and do his, uh, do your history on Bruce Arians, that's not his thing. You know, dating back to the Cleveland Brown days, this it's not his thing. Now, when he got to the Steelers, he kind of ran the ball a little bit more, but it, it just came down to throwing the ball around. And so when you fast forward to last or 2019 and this last season, last year, with Ronald Jones, he always had talent. It's if for some strange reason, like they never fully uh, given him the full reins as a running back. Now I watched him at USC. He did his thing. His only problem is his pass blocking and catching. So Bruce Arians, he likes a three-down running back. If you remember David Johnson back in Arizona, that was a three. Le'Veon Bell, you know, those are three-down backs. So Ronald Jones is not a three-down back. So he's kind of like limited. In the, in the important areas that Bruce Arians like to use his running backs in, pass catching and blocking. So if you look at last season, and didn't even realize until I did my research, the Bucks were the bottom seven, I believe, in running attempts in the NFL. Good as Ronald Jones has been 
was was last year. Bottom seven in rushing attempts. Now I get it. We got the weapons, so you're gonna play to your strength. But those games that we didn't run the ball well, we lost. Like it's 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 mind-boggling. It's like it's not hard to. It's like football one-on-one. You know, if you're gonna bombs away and keep throwing the ball, you're giving the defenses chances more and more interceptions against the Saints. Prime example: five interceptions against the Saints. Throwing the ball too much. Well, it's not. It's football one-on-one. You can't just tell the team, "Hey, we're gonna throw the ball against you every down." Or 80% of the, the passing downs, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, you got to be able to establish a running game. But I believe they should give Ronald Jones more carries. Or oh, Leonard Fournette, I'm sorry, Leonard Fournette, more carries. Bringing him in last offseason was a good idea because it helped early in the season. But then as the season progressed, Ronald Jones took over. He started showing his tail. But then he got hurt, the COVID-19, the thump, you know. Then Leonard Fournette started coming on and started playing ball. Then last week, Against the Washington football team, he had 19 carries, 90, 98, 94 yards, and he looked good because he's a volume back. He's not an eight carry guy. He's not a 10 carry guy. And that's what the Bucks was using him. And I told people, I said, that's not Leonard Fournette game. He's better when he gets like 19, 22 carries, 25 carries. So now the Bucks got a chance to see him, and he'll be playing tomorrow because Ronald Jones' quad is not quite game time decision. So I believe Fournette. In a good, perfect world, Aaron's a little tricky, but 15 to 22 carries will be good for him in this game because you got to be able to run the ball. And I'm expecting Byron Lethwich, who's been in question with his play calling and his choices of runs on downs and distance, second and two bombs away. No, 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 no. It's second and two, man. It's second and three. Like, you're going to try to run the ball on, on second down? No, it's, it's, it's like predictability in his offense, like short yards, Throw the ball down the field and against this team tomorrow, you can't do that. You got to play different because the first two times last year didn't work. So whatever was working in game one and week nine, you just can't go revert back to that because you you asking for an L. You asking to get blowed out again. You know, it's like going from 38-3 to what, 27-24 or maybe, you know, 24-20. That's, like, that's where you need to go at. Keep the Saints, you know, off the field because the secondary, the Bucks secondary ain't been playing great. Everybody's seen that, you know. It's like I asked a question in my in my you know community. I was like, "Look, how many points if the Bucks don't run the ball well? How many points that the defense gonna have to hold them under to win the game?" I said, "23, right?" It was like almost fifty-fifty. Like we're gonna have to score more than probably thirty points to beat the Saints. But if you run the ball, you shorten the game and bruise up the Saints in the front. It makes a big difference and it takes the pressure off Brady. And I get it. Everybody want to throw throw the throw the ball, you know. We got all these weapons, and no, can't do that. So I'm just hoping, I'm praying that 15 to 22 carries for Leonard Fournette, because I think he's going to play the whole game. You know what I'm saying? That's my personal opinion. I think Ronald Jones going to be a scratch because he's quad. That ain't going to work in this game. You can't have a running back out there with a bad quad against this defense. So Fournette looked good, and if he can carry on with that momentum, and they can establish that run early. Don't give it away. If you go down, even if you go down 3-0, 7-0, don't just throw the running game away because you're down a couple points. We got the offense to come back, but you just can't run the ball five times. I keep looking at that game. That didn't make no sense. So we're going to see what Fournette do. I think he's going to show up. I think he's going to do good as long as they block. And it's specifically at that right guard situation. They got to help him. You know what I'm saying? They got to help that guy, Aaron Stinney. So I think Leonard Fournette going to have a lot of carries. Yeah, you know, when I, when I look at it, Buckles, I, I just feel like this, man. Um, 
the the New Orleans Saints, uh, what they need to do in this game is to make sure, you know, that they put pressure on Tom Brady. The, the one reason why I feel like the New Orleans Saints can win this game, it has absolutely nothing to do uh, with with the Bucks team. It has everything to do with Bruce Arians and his inability to commit to the running game. Like, I mean, last week will show you that if you run the football with Leonard Fournette, like you said, he's a high-volume running back. Uh, if you give him more carries, then he'll get stronger and stronger as the game go on. I mean, even in Jacksonville, that's the type of player that he is. And he's pretty relatively fresh, if you think about it, because Ronald Jones was the starter. So you go into the playoff with a relatively fresh Leonard Fournette, ready to run for you, commit to him, you know. But I don't feel, I don't feel like that's happening because he's too impatient. He wants to throw the ball down the field. He likes those shock, shock plays, throwing it down the field. And honestly, I don't know why they threw the ball in week nine because, Buckles, if you look at the, the analytics, it'll tell you that the New Orleans Saints couldn't cover passes downfield. At that particular time, the Saints were the most penalized team uh, in the National Football League. They had more passing interference calls and holding calls in their secondary than any other team. So I understood the logic. But the thing about it is, the Saints were just about to turn a corner around the time they played the Bucks, so you couldn't focus on throwing the ball down the field. I get that. You know, I, I get why they did that. Uh, four carries, I mean, that's that's just, that's just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, uh, I just feel like if they run the football, it would make the Saints' job a little bit more tougher because you would actually have to look out for the play action. You know, I don't understand why they don't want to do that. I don't understand why they don't want to use Leonard Fournette in that regards, but it is what it is, man. I so yeah, you go ahead, man. But I will say this though. Now, I know and I think you spoke on this in a in a previous video, and other fans have been speaking on this too. Uh the Bucks have been doing a lot of motion and a lot of play action, a lot of misdirection, you know, and, and pre-snap motion. Right? And I get it. It would get the Falcons twice and the Vikings and the Lions, bad secondaries. I get it. But it was more like a practice. The last four weeks of the season was more like a practice for the offense against bad defenses. And then when they played the Washington football team, you know, you saw a little bit more there, you know, with the with the quick pass to A.B. and, you know, swing passes and all that. So you didn't see that, you know, in the season, like early in the season against the Saints and other teams. Now they now that A.B. has been playing uh, for about what, six, seven weeks now. So he's more comfortable with the with the route concepts. The thing about with Bruce Arians route concepts, they're down the field. They didn't have a short area quickness guy like Devontae Harris, you know what I'm saying, or a guy that can get open real quick. We, they don't have that type of receiver. So when they got A.B., you know, it kind of like worked out. It took it, it took a while for them to find that that Brady-type that Brady receiver. And we already know about Brady receivers, right? Wes Walker, Edelman, short area quickness guys that can get open in a flash within that five to seven-yard range. And we didn't have that. We had, you know, big receivers that's down the field, Godwin, Evans. It took them a while to separate. And if you notice... I don't know if you knew this, but the Bucks receiving core prior to AB was one of the worst yak receiving cores in the NFL. They, there's not a yak team, you know. So now that you enter AB, he's a yak guy. Now he's he's very good in the slot. And that interesting matchup that you mentioned about the passing game and shortening the passing game, CJ Char no, Garner Johnson, AB, and PJ Williams, and that that Godwin A B matchup, it, cause that um, that Evans and and, and Lattimore matchup, it, it's kind of like ugh, it, it is what it is. Like it's 
I, I, I take that match and I'll be like, it's what, it is what it is. We've seen the results. And it's, we have enough evidence and enough data to see that's just not the best matchup for Brady to be attacking. That's just, to be, that's just raw facts and that's just video. You know what I'm saying? Video can see that. If you if you can't see that, then if you're going to be biased that bad, then you you being you being, you overdoing it. You're too emotional. That's just a bad matchup. It is with it. No matter how hard Evans try, it just he'll get some plays here and there, but it's just not consistent. And I I believe Brady is smart enough to know you can't force the ball to Evans. You know what I'm saying? You got A. B. Godwin, Brady, Gronkowski. So that play action game, that running game, gotta work. It just it just it just gotta work. Watching the Green Bay Packers today. Against the Rams defense. Ran the ball very well. And what did Aaron Rodgers do in play action? Killed the Rams. So it's a prime example of running the ball does that to a defense that tough. And the Saints got a tough defense. So if you run the ball and you punch them a few times, you open up the passing game even more. And Brady gets more relaxed. But if you just want to go bombs away, 45 throws and 12 rushes, you're asking for trouble. You're just asking for it. There's too much evidence out there to say, oh, we're just going to throw the ball all over the field. It, it, it doesn't work like that again, especially in the playoffs. The, the farther you go, the better the team you play. You know what I'm saying? It's there, they're there for a reason. The Saints got there for a reason. You know, and this matchup tomorrow is going to be very intriguing and very, very interesting because I'm going to be playing, paying close attention specifically in the trenches because you got to run the ball. I'm really the coaching and the trenches. Those are the two biggest Things I'm going to be watching. I'm not worried about the weapons on both sides. They, the weapons are good. The, the weapons are good. They're there on both sides. It comes down to Sean Payton, Bruce Arians, and the trenches on the Saints side and the Bucks side. That's where the game going to be decided at. No matter what they do on the outside. Because it don't matter. If you can't get the trenches right, those weapons ain't going to be no good. You know, with Drew Brees, we already know what he's going to do. He's not throwing the ball down the field. And for some strange reason, the Bucks secondary just... I don't know what's going on here. He's not throwing the ball 20 yards down the field. It's 0 to 12. And the Bucs can't figure it out. I don't know what it is. So hopefully Ty Bowles, and you mentioned this earlier, with Ty Bowles and with Drew Brees, you got to play press. The number's there. 50, what, 57.6% against press coverage. You know, and, you know, get zone, damn near 80%. Like you can't play zone against Drew Brees. He'll pick you apart. So you play press. And you just hope for the best. Like, Breeze, you're going to have to make some tight window throws or beat us over the top. It is what it is because this is, this is one game season. You ain't got time to be, well, you know, we it's next week. No, it's all or nothing. So, Todd Bowles got to change his whole scheme up with that secondary because it wasn't working the previous two games. So, we're going to see what happens, man, with the, with the passing game. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, no, no doubt about it, man. I'm looking forward to the game. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the changes that both teams are going to make. Uh, in this game, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be exciting. I don't think it's going to be a blowout like it is last time, but I think it's going to be one of those edge of the seat games. And like I said, it's, it's going to be an exciting game, man. I mean, the two legends uh, playing. Um, like I said, it's going to be Drew Brees' uh, last uh, game in the Superdome. I mean, he's going to retire after this season. So, uh, regardless if you're a Bucks fan or a Saints fan, I mean, it's going to be a game that we all can enjoy. Uh, Buckles, man, I appreciate it, man. And uh, before you go, go ahead and plug your channel. Let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. What's up, y'all? I see. I show love to everybody. I show love to all the fan bases. You can catch me at Buckles Locker. 
on YouTube. Just type it in. It's right there, Buckles Lock. I'm the only one, one of the few Buckles, Bucks channels on YouTube. Um, I do have a Twitter, but I don't really tweet that much. I'm not a big tweeter or Instagram guy, but I be on YouTube a lot. You know, my channel's growing, just like State of the Saint Podcast. His channel growing. He's showing a lot of love. He's out here doing it for y'all. You know, I'm doing the same thing for my fan base. Y'all keep supporting these channels, man. We out here taking our time out to give y'all content. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people scared to do this. It ain't easy. I tell you that. He can tell you the same thing. It is not easy taking an hour or two hours out of our time to come out here and, and have hundreds and hundreds of people in the chat room talking crazy or talking some sense and got to ignore the trolls and all that stuff. So trust me, you know, uh, shouts out to all the YouTubers out there for the fan bases. You too as well, man. You keep doing your thing, man. Buckles Locker, man. I'm here showing some love on your channel, man. Uh, tomorrow. I look forward to the game. I'm going live, as I always do on Sunday. So, even after the game, I'm going live again. So, And the pregame, too, for the first time. So, I'm here, you know. So, we'll be doing this again. I'm pretty sure after the game, I'm pretty sure we'll have a conversation on how this, how this thing turn out. So, you know, good or bad. So. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and looking at the chat, man, you you want a lot of, uh, of the members of the Who That Nation, man. They, they, like your, they like your realness. They They like what you're talking about, man. So, uh, look forward to speaking with you, man, and, and doing shows with you in the future, man. I would love to do that. You know, I'm all about, look, I'm all about like having good conversations. Like I, I went on like other podcasts and seen like guys just want to go back and forward about teams. But look, I don't mind going back and forth about teams as long as you bring some like some facts and some analytics with it. You know what I'm saying? We can have a, a nice conversation. You know, I'm kind of past all that, man, you know. Just going back and forth, trolling and all that. Look, look, I just want to have a good conversation uh, where, where, te- where people can actually learn about the opposing team and they can learn a little bit more about the New Orleans Saints from my end, man. So I appreciate it, Buckles. Uh, looking forward to chopping up with you in the future, man. Man, in inbox, so we 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 gonna we gonna we gonna link up. I was thinking about doing some stuff, but we'll, we'll talk offline on that. So we, with, with the other two teams, you know, with the Panthers and the Falcons, I, I figured we I figured something we could do something there. Yeah, you know, man. so we'll yeah, get man, we'll get in man. touch. Yeah, appreciate, yeah, appreciate it, man. it, man. Salute to you, man. Take it easy. Yeah, man. Shout out to Buckles, man. Uh, good stuff right there. You know, like I said, man, I, I love people who can come in and they they represent other teams, and we can actually have like good, solid conversations, man. You know, I, I mean, that, that that's a good look right there, man. I appreciate that, brother, for being on. You know, and uh. Looking forward to doing some uh, collabs with him in the future. And uh, y'all check him out, man. He on YouTube right now, Buckles Locker, man. Y'all check him out. Uh, good stuff. Uh, thanks for the take, Buckles Locker. I really appreciate it. Hope you call in again. Yeah, Chanel. Shouts out to Chanel, man, out there. And shouts out to all the uh, first responders and nurses and doctors and everybody that check out uh, the State of Saints podcast, man. Thank y'all for everything that y'all doing out there, being on the front lines, man. Uh, um, dealing with COVID-19, making sure people are, are healthy and strong. So shouts out to all the first responders out there, man, doctors, nurses, uh, medical professionals. Thank you. Uh, Arians uh, said they're going to double team him. Arians said that the, the guys that <laughs> scare him the most. Yeah, they probably talking about uh, Deontay Harris. Uh, Blue Apples, thank you very much for $5. Says, hey, TJ, I hope the refs don't throw uh, ticket tag penalties on the Saints. Uh, that's something to look uh, out for. I pray uh, that doesn't happen. Yeah, man. I just want them to be able to play. I just want them to be able to play. We're going to go on to uh, Rudy. 
Rudy, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Who that to all y'all out there? First off, we, let's give a big hand to Buckles Locker. That yeah, man. The truth. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Good stuff I, right there, man. Good stuff. I'm going to tell you what. As much as the Saints fans I am, the only team in our division I have the most respect for is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans. For two reasons. One, I'm biased because my older brother is a Bucks fan. Right. And two, it's like they come up with the they all they talk about is the facts. They know when the team's bad or not, you know? They speak it, they say it, you know? Right. They admit it. Um right. <laughs> but and to tell you what, as soon as I'm done with this, I'm gonna go subscribe to him. Yeah, I mean please do, man. You know, I like I say, man, you you have people that, that shows I've been on and it's just been like one big troll job, you know. And I, I have to say, man, I, I don't wanna I don't want to be on shows like that. I will go on any show <laughs> of any rival of the Saints, but I just don't want to be sitting up there talking about, oh, your team suck. My team suck. Your team suck. Like, nah, man. Like, let's have a good conversation. You tell me why you feel like your team is better, why I feel like my team is better. Let's put some stats to it. Let's talk about keys to victory. If we ain't talking about that, man, I don't want to be on there. You know, I'm wasting my time here. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Yeah. Um. And to be honest, this game, I to be honest, I had not had my blood pressure this high since the 09 championship game with the Vikings. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but 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 to be honest, this game, to be honest, I've actually seen uh, I've looked through all the stats and the players and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I believe this is probably without a doubt the most deepest team the Saints have, offense and defense. Yeah. I mean, think about it. How often can a team lose their three starting players, well, four, counting Emmanuel Sanders, and still win 12 and four? But, yeah. But, but see, the thing is, two things with the coaching. I agree. It all starts at the top. You got a bad general, the troops are going to be bad. You got a great general, the troops are going to be great. Yep. Now, but this is my favorite quote that Arian said. Mm-hmm. While Michael Thomas is a great player and a game changer, the person mm-hmm. he's scared of is Deontay Harris. Yep. yep. To be honest, while Taysom is a great, you know, X factor, I think the true X factor has got to be Harris and Callaway. You know. Yeah. Yeah, um, I do, man. And and not to mention, uh, Rudy, that you know Taysom Hill, he barely even practices. We have a knee injury, so yeah. Don't know yeah. how effective uh, Taysom is going to be in this game. Yeah. So, and Taysom and, and Taysom was like a, a really uh, big factor in the last game when they played on week nine. I mean, Taysom was out there, you know, running the ball and being extremely, extremely effective. You know, what I'm saying extending plays. So not having him, that's that's going to be huge, man. The Saints going to have to find ways to try to, you know, utilize somebody like Emmanuel Sanders or, or somebody else like Ty Montgomery to do some of the things that that Taysom does. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, and let's get, let's not get let's get Sean paid a little credit because this man is known for being sneaky. He's been sneaky since the day he got here, right? To pulling the breeze deal to eat to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, he did in Super Bowl, rather, <laughs> but I remember him saying a quote this past this, this old season saying, We got the future quarterback in the room. Mm-hmm. And I think what I was saying is, if Drew Brees retires, we got Winston, right. And to be honest, I'm, I'm glad he didn't play uh, Winston for that month because of two reasons. One, he to where he can keep a promise to uh, taste him, right. but also keep the market value down 
for Winston to where to where he gets more to where he can probably get more incentive to play, you know? Mm-hmm. And because think about it, it pretty much gives him an incentive to stay too. Yeah. Because think about it, they see what Taysom like, they see what Taysom done. Three and one, great. But let's be honest, he was not doing so well in two of those games. Yeah. yeah. I'm just surprised we went three and one. I'm just surprised we, we won at all. That's a testament to how good this football team is. You yes. Know, for them to be able to uh, weather the storm like that. You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I'll admit it, that Eagles game sucked. <laughs> we got – we went in there. I mean, we had – we were all in our heads. We were cocky as, as all get out. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. They needed that, that game, man. They needed they that did, game. Yeah, I believe so, too, because that game was a gut punch. Because we had several games through this whole year that came down to a single possession, you know. Case right. in point, Green Bay game. Because yeah. Taysom Hill doesn't know how to anticipate, and it was caused to fumble, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, and yep. how many times has Taysom's fumble almost cost us the game? Man, plenty of times. I mean, I could think about that Falcon game, you know, in the last yeah. four minutes. Uh, he fumbled, but the ball went out of bounds. You know, like that could have been huge, you know. It could have. If, if, if Atlanta would have got that ball, it would change that, you know, change possession. Yeah. Uh, but, but speaking of uh, the game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, man, what, what do you think about this game? What do you think the score is going to be? Well, first off, I'm just glad that our we're getting all, all our players are getting held at the right time. The fact that we right. have just a few injuries is mind-boggling. Right. Because we, how many times have we gone through this past, past few years with the team unhealthy? Yep. And to be honest, the loss with the uh, Minnesota last year, I'm not mad at that because I've seen that the the highlights. They were attacking Warford like no tomorrow. Yep. He was play. He has, and that's what happened, and that's what it comes down to interior play. If you have a great interior play, you're gonna have a great game. If it's sloppy, you're gonna get ass blasted. Pardon my Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but but to be honest, this game it's a great matchup because you got one guy who's in a body bag, you got another that can't, can't catch a cold, and another that can't stay out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> well. Look, well, that that, that, combi- that, uh, that combination has been uh, pretty lethal. Uh, it really you know, has, and they can't and they can't put up forty points, man. They can't do. They can't put up forty points. We've seen this before. We've seen that how if this team is clicking and, and efficient, we know how dangerous they can be. Uh, so the Saints got to be on their p's and q's, man. And this can't be one of those games where if the Saints jump out, you know, yeah. you, you cannot put take your foot off the gas. You, I agree, and the, the words of coach, mm-hmm. and the and the words of coach jokes, we better leave no doubts. Yeah. Um. But now, now before I give my prediction, I'll let you know. Let you know this: the Saints, if I recall, have only had like one, I think maybe two or three games where they only scored like thirty points. Right. Mm-hmm. Just think how scary that is—the fact that you know that they have yet to reach their full potential. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that that, that scares me a little bit. That should make, that should make the other team a little wary. Like, oh, uh, let's hope we don't get blasted like we did in week nine because, to be honest, that game felt like it could have went at least to 50 points. Right. But – Well, I, I, feel, uh, I feel like this. You know, some of the highest scoring games the Saints have been a part of has <laughs> been against Tampa. You know, I think two of the highest, uh, for the exception, I think maybe – you know, with the Vikings and the, and the Lions game, uh, two of their highest scoring games uh, against mm-hmm. the Bay Buccaneers. So the Saints know how to get up, get points with them. But all I'm saying is, 
the Saints have got to uh, be able to uh, be efficient offensively. You know, like you cannot have a, a first half like you did against the Bears. You cannot. I mean, like, now, Grant, there is one thing I took away from that game is time of possession. If you had time to win, win time of possession, that leaves the other team off the field. Right. Um, but and my other thing, and the thing I took away from the Vikings game is mm-hmm. sometimes the old school shit is still effective. Yep. Six touchdown yep. proves it, you know? Yep. Running the football is still, is still, uh, uh, still efficient, still important, still imperative to successive teams. Yes, uh, it so, is. So, Rudy, what's your final score, man? Uh, as you know, I like to keep things in the realm of possibility. So, I think the Saints are going to win 38 to 31. Okay, 38 31. So, you got them winning by seven points. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, man. No. Uh, like I said, and this has been a narrative throughout the entire show, Rudy. As long uh, as they have one point better than a television yeah. Speaking is, of which, that doesn't mean could get uh, lit. But uh, that does bring up an interesting point about the one point. Uh, I've known uh, it was around the Falcons game, the first one. It looked like Lutz maybe pulled something. Either he's yeah. in his head or pulled something. He needs to take a take a breather, otherwise that's gonna hurt him. Yeah, well, hopefully it don't hurt us. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rudy, uh, thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate the phone call. Call back anytime, man. No problem. No problem, TJ. I, uh, take it easy, man. You too. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with Will Lex, but uh, hopefully it don't come back to haunt us. Uh, Brian says, respect the Buckles locker. Yeah, shouts out to Buckles, man. Good call right there. Uh, Sean uh, got something. Uh, please believe. I hope so, Tyra. I hope he do. Uh, I hope he does. Uh, I hope he has something uh, in the tank. Uh, Gotria says, uh, I really hope Saints D-line don't torture Brady. It all depends on if the Saints uh deep. Yeah, I, I look, if the Saints can get pressure on Tom Brady, it'll be a tough game. But I really feel like the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is going to be up to the task in this game. Look, they heard. They heard all this talk about they can't block the Saints' uh, defensive line. They they know this, man. I just feel like they're going to put emphasis on this. So the, the Saints can't just get off the bus, so to speak, and go out there and just think that they're going to replicate what they did in week nine. This is a respectable football team, and, they're, and, and they have been watching the tape, and the Saints going to have their undivided attention. Like, you get beat to sleep like that, you know what I'm saying? Once you're chomping at the bit to try to get another opportunity, and you're paying attention to every little small detail that you can find in order for you to try to get the competitive advantage. That is why I hope the Saints don't fall into the trap of trying to play the game the same the same way they did last time. Now, I'm not saying change it up completely, but the Saints have matured since week nine, just like they say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have. The Saints are a better run football team than they are a passing football team. I'm going to say that again. The Saints are a better running football team than they are a passing football team. You are not led by Drew Brees throwing the ball down the field anymore. You're led by the running game, setting up Drew Brees, throwing the ball down the field. If the Saints run the football efficiently, if you get Alvin Kamara rolling, if you get Latavius Murray rolling, or Todd Montgomery, whoever you're going to have as a running back, if Latavius Murray can't go, if you can get those guys rolling, then you can set up some of these play actions and you can be you can you can slice uh through the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like a hot knife through butter. But 
But if you don't, then you're giving these guys an opportunity. You can, I expect for them to try to uh, whoop the offensive line or the same trying to get pressure on, on Drew Brees. And they can't do that. And look for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to possibly do what Minnesota did, putting some of their best pass rushers up the middle. Yeah, expect that, you know what I'm saying? Because they're going to try to uh, try to disrupt Drew Brees. That is why I say run the football. That's why I say run the football. They, the, the Minnesota Vikings did that because they didn't, they realized that the Saints weren't trying to run the football. They put their pass rushers in the A gap. Run the football to set up the play action. And that way you can be vertical. But I stand by what I said. If the Saints get the ball in the first possession, I want the first play to be a shot downfield. That is exactly what I want. You, you, you put that little nugget in the heads of the offensive coordinator and, and Bruce Aarons, the head coach, that, man, there's a possibility that the Saints might try to go vertical. Even if you get an incomplete pass, even if it's knocked away, even if it's something, you know what I'm saying, that you don't want, show them that you are going to be aggressive in this game. Don't come out there with the six yards, with the five yards, with the thinking and dunking. Do something aggressive. That way they have to respect the fact that you can possibly go vertical on them. But put emphasis on the run. Drew Brees should not have 23 attempts by halftime. It should be a balanced attack, okay? The only reason I feel like Drew Brees uh, should have more than 23 attempts at halftime if the Saints are down by a couple touchdowns, which I hope does not happen. All right, we're going to take a uh, – I'm going to read a few more comments, then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, let's see. Caleb says, on offense and on defense, who has to step up for the Saints? On offense – on offense, Jerry Cook got to step up. You know, Jerry Cook has been up and down this season. Uh, it seems like him and Drew Brees are not on the same page. Uh, you know, Jerry Cook is so important to the success of this team. You know, he's so important, man, because he's a big body right up the middle. He's physical when he wants to be. But sometimes I just feel like those little thoughts in his head. Uh, he had a few concussions over the past couple of years, and I just feel like that's probably in the back of his mind. He's not as fearless as he once was when he first came to the Saints. So I'm looking for Jared Cook. Defensively, I'm looking for Marcus Davenport to step up. Marcus Davenport, it's time, bro. It is time. The Saints have invested all type of draft capital in you because they believed in you. They believed that you were the guy that can be the successor to Cam Jordan, that can get them those double-digit sacks, that can have a C on your chest and lead the Saints defense into the next generation. But what I've seen out of Marcus Davenport is just pure disappointment. The only change I've seen in Marcus Davenport is his damn hair color. Okay. It has not been his ability to get to the quarterback. It has not his ability, it has not been his ability to create a spin move or a bull rush or some type of nuance to try to make sure that he is a step better than an offensive line. He has been an absolute disappointment. And it's a damn shame that we are looking and we're on Trey Hendrickson watch. Trey Hendrickson was a fourth-round draft pick coming out of Florida Atlantic. And Marcus Davenport coming out of UTSA was a first-round draft pick. The Saints didn't expect uh, Trey Hendrickson to be what Marcus Davenport should be. Trey Hendrickson is going to get doubled in this game. 
they're going to make sure that Trey Hendrickson does not get to Tom Brady. So that leads Marcus Davenport. That leads Marcus Davenport. Cam Jordan, look, Cam Jordan is 31 years old, folks. He's 31 years old. His best plays are probably behind him. He's a leader. He's a spear on his team. He's physical. He can get to the quarterback. He can be disruptive, but it's not on a level where it once was when he was in his prime. Cam Jordan is going into the twilight of his career. It's time for some of these young cats to step up. Marcus Davenport, it is your time. There's no excuse why teams are running to the left side because you can't tackle. There's no reason why you're getting pressure on a quarterback, but you're slipping and sliding all over the field like you're Tanya Hardy or Nancy Kerrigan or Elvis Torco or something like that. Those are figure skaters, by the way. It is time for this guy to step up. It is time for this guy to step up, be physical, because Trey Hendrickson is going to get double teamed. What is he going to do when he's in this game? Is he going to be disruptive? Is he going to get pressure on, on Tom Brady? Is he going to force a fumble? He has got to step up. I'm calling on Marcus Davenport. That is the guy who needs to step up in this game. He's too nonchalant. He's too, too cool for school for me. Okay, I, I wonder what makes this guy tick. Does he have an edge? Is he physical? Is he tough? Because the only thing he's showing me right now is he's an extremely gifted guy with great athletic ability, but he's soft as cottonelle tissue. You put his athletic ability into the body of a Alex Azzalone, you probably have yourself something. Alex Azzalone is, is, is a guy who tries hard, but he's just not as good. Okay, you put the skill set of Marcus Davenport inside somebody like Craig Robinson, he'll be the best linebacker in football. Marcus Davenport needs to step his ass up. Okay, it's, it's time out for all the play play. It's time out for the games. People have invested draft capital in this guy, and he has done absolutely nothing but just be an embarrassment this season. Straight up. He has, he has not really done anything. I mean, it, it got so bad versus the Minnesota Vikings. It got so bad against the Minnesota Vikings in the second half, they switched Cam Jordan from the right to the left because he couldn't stop the run. I don't know if you're hurt. I don't know if your feelings hurt. I don't know if you just soft. All I know is we don't need no half-steppers going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady in the playoffs. He needs to step up. But like I said, offensively, I'm looking at Jared Cook. Defensively, I'm definitely looking at Marcus Davenport. This has got to be his game. This has got to be his coming out point. This has got to be the game where Joe Buck says his name so many times, you think that he was listening to Destiny Child. All I'm saying is you got to say this guy's name. He has to have his name being called constantly in this game. I don't expect for Cam Jordan to really just be as disruptive. I mean, Cam Jordan has had a, had a down year. Trey Hendrickson, I expect for Gronk and Donovan Smith uh, to try to double team him. But, bro, you, you got to step up. You, you got to step up. Are we mostly or fully healthy? Well, we're fully healthy. You know what I'm saying? We're fully healthy for the most part. You know, except for Patrick Robinson, who won't be playing in this game. We need to use our big safety guy. Last name begins with an E. Uh, big safety guy. 
Uh, you talking about? I know you ain't talking about DJ Swearinger. Well, I, I hope that DJ Swearinger gets some uh, playing time in this game. Uh, just from what I've seen, Taysom is turnover prone, but has done a lot better job since Drew been back. Yeah, it's because they're not expecting for him to throw Felipe. They don't expect for Taysom Hill to throw the football down the field. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 not expecting him to do that. They expect for him to go back to his RPO type deal. Now he was supposed to throw the ball downfield to Deontay Harris uh, last game, but he held on to the ball too damn long. You know? I mean, look, Taysom ain't ready for prime time when it comes to the quarterback position. But when it comes to him actually running these RPOs, he does a really good job with that. Okay, so if he's in a lineup doing that, that's fine. But if he's in a lineup doing being quarterback, then I would have to uh, pass. But I do, I do think the Saints need to do something different. I think they might need to even try to bring out uh, Jameis Winston in this game. I think they need to bring out Jameis uh, to throw some of those deep passes, or you know, what I'm saying hand the ball off. You know, what I'm saying try to confuse uh, the defense. That that's what I feel. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to use uh, Jameis at all. Okay, but I would. I would. Uh, J. Josh says, we will miss uh, Alexander. Uh, that cat we got from the 49ers, he was balling before he went out with his Achilles. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we definitely going to miss him in this game. He was tough. He was physical. And he was a great compliment to uh, Demario Davis. Uh, you're right, TJ. Davenport needs to step up and cook. Yeah, those are my two guys. PJ is a uh, Lattimore. And uh, see, say Jay Garner Johnson uh, compared to Swearinger. Well, let, let me let me just say this right here, man. Uh, DJ Swearinger is not a bad uh, safety at all. This dude was a second round pick, came out of South Carolina. Uh, he was really really good for the for the Redskins, uh, now known as the football team. But he just had a history of being injured. Uh, this guy was a ball hawk. He was a physical guy, and uh, I like him. I like him as a player, you know. I think that if the Saints were to have a safety go down and he would come in, I think he better than probably, i say about at least about 10, 11 teams of uh, safeties. Or he can start on at least, he can start on at least about 20 teams in the National Football League. So he's fortunate. We're, we're fortunate. We're fortunate to have this guy on our team. Uh, let's see. TJ, you think we're going to draft the linebacker in the draft? Nope. I think we're going to draft the cornerback. I think we're going to draft the cornerback in the draft. Look, uh, look, we got Lattimore. I'm pretty sure they're going to pay him. You got Janoris Jenkins, who's about 32, 33 years old. You can't just count on a 32, 33-year-old cornerback and think that, you know, you, you can't uh, go out here and, uh, you know, well, let me backtrack that. You can't have a 33-year-old cornerback and think that you're going to continue to use him as the years go by. He's going to slow down. He's going to uh, he's going to uh, regress. So you got to make sure that you have, have an extra corner. So I expect for the New Orleans Saints to get a corner in this draft. You know, I don't think they're going to get a quarterback because I don't think Sean Payton really likes young quarterbacks too much. I, I can see them getting a, a, a cornerback. Uh, do you think if the Saints win tomorrow, they have a chance to beat Green Bay? Yeah, of course I do. You know, it's not like the Green Bay Packers blew the Saints out last game. You know, uh, the, the Saints got to play mistake. Look, in order to beat the Green Bay Packers, you got to play mistake-free football. You, know, you, you, you cannot give them an opportunity. The Saints lost against the Green Bay Packers 
because Taysom Hill fumbled the football. The Saints were able to get a turnover on the Green Bay Packers, and the next play, Taysom Hill fumbles the football, Green Bay gets the ball back, and they never relinquish the ball back to the Saints. You have to play mistake-free football to beat the Green Bay Packers. So is it possible? Absolutely. But you got to go out there and you got to play mistake-free football. You can't turn the ball over. You can't throw interceptions. You can't uh, miss assignments. You got to play pretty. You got to play pretty uh, close to perfect in order to beat that football team. From what I've seen today, TJ, remember that Minnesota playoff game? Uh, the fires, uh, the first stone. Uh, we had three quarterbacks, and at the same time, Teddy Bridgewater. Oh yeah, that three quarterback set. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a real legit play. I think uh, they just put them out there and they, you know, they called the timeout because they weren't ready for it. I don't think that was the actual play. Sorry, I meant Troutman. Uh, we need to fit him in uh, to our receiving or running uh, the ball and doing red zone times. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I think that Adam Troutman can be a good red zone threat. I still think he's emerging as a blocker. I think we're going to see the best version of Adam Troutman next season. Uh, but I do think that the Saints are going to, uh, utilize Jared Cook in this game. They should. Green Bay ain't nothing. Brian, I disagree with you. If you saw that game today, you know, it. the only reason I, I can say this, and I'm just being real, the only reason why somebody would say that, and, and I love you, Brian, the only reason I say that anybody would say that Green Bay ain't nothing is because you're looking at them, <laughs> you're looking at them with, with anger and frustration, you know what I'm saying, because you wanted them to lose, you know, that that was a good that was that was a good performance by that team today. It, it was a good performance. You, you would expect for some things to possibly go wrong. It's the playoffs. Everybody's good, but for the most part, I mean, you take the the number one defense in all of all of the National Football League. You put up five hundred yards against them. Look, you're gonna have to play your A game to beat those guys. You know, you, you gotta play your A game. Cooks is too inconsistent at times. Well, I hope. But the thing about the thing about Jared Cook, he may be inconsistent, but he he'll give you a play. He'll give you a play or two. When he does make a play, it's a big play. It's a sixty-yard touchdown. It's a it's a, a touchdown. You know what I'm saying in the end zone. You know what I'm saying. Like, and when he makes a play, he makes a play. Okay, so. I can't knock him too much for that. Now, do we want him to be a little bit more active in the game plan? Of course. Would we expect for him to be, you know, six catches, 77 yards or something? Absolutely. But when he does catch passes, it'd be touchdowns. It'd be big gains. So we can't knock him for that. I just want him to go out there and, you know, make sure that he don't fumble. Catch the football. Be physical. Be tough. Don't be afraid. Joseph says, A, and we're going to finish it up with Caleb. Caleb said, how much of a role will AK have in this game? I think he's going to have a huge role in this game. Uh, I haven't really seen – I'm shocked. The Saints haven't really been using Alvin Kamara in the passing game as much. You know, usually like you'll see Alvin Kamara have about eight, nine catches. You know, you'll see the screen game. I, I, I haven't really been seeing a screen game out of Saints. It mostly just been running in between the tackles. So – I expect for the Saints to try to uh, utilize Alvin Kamara in the passing game. Probably get him uh, matched up on Devin White to be able to take advantage of that. that that's what I expect. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much for checking out the, the, 
divisional round episode of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Uh, my final thoughts are simple, folks. It's crunch time. Uh, time for talk is over. It is time for the New Orleans Saints to step up. It's time. You know, looking at this team, you know, I've been doing the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, this is my third year. And on uh, watching what this team has been over the past three years, it's nothing short of remarkable. I mean, they've given us so many great moments. They've given us so many moments to make us proud uh, to be Saints fans. And in the playoffs, you know, they've given us so many moments that we just wish that we never had. You know, some of us shed tears. Some of us broke in front of you. Some of us broke in televisions. <laughs> some of us had to buy new televisions. <laughs> but nevertheless, man, this is a good football team. I believe in this team. I think that this team has what it takes to go all the way. I've never seen a New Orleans Saints team this deep. And I've never seen a Saints team in a very long, I say in a very long time, I've never seen a Saints team this physical. And I think if the New Orleans Saints go out there and play their game, they're going to win this football game. But it's time out for excuses now, who that nation. It's time out. You know, I don't want to hear about no push-off. I don't want to hear about no controversial non-call. I don't want to hear about what the refs did not do. It's pretty obvious that in order for you to win these games, you're going to have to take it out of the hands of the referees. Do not allow the referees to play judge, jury, and executioner to your season. I believe in the New Orleans Saints. And look, I understand they're going to have 3,500 fans inside the Superdome, and that's not a lot of fans for a place that sits about 66, 67,000 fans. But we're there. You know what I'm saying? We're still cheering on this team. So for all those players out there that check out the State of the Saints podcast, and they do, you know what I'm saying? I've, I've heard some players actually watch this show. My advice would be to you is play your game. You know, you're, you're confident. Everything that you did prepared you for this moment. All the disappointment, all of the hurt, all of the tears, everybody counting you out. Everybody saying that Tom Brady is going to come into the Superdome and try to beat you. You beat this guy two times and you don't have a chance this time. You, you stroll down ESPN, you stroll down Fox Sports, you stroll down NFL Network, and nobody seems to talk about you except as a snake bit football team. I don't look at the New Orleans Saints as a snake bitten football team. What I look at this team as is a tough physical football team, a team that is a well kept secret. And only the people in the Who That Nation understands how good this football team is. And we lose a draw, we're still going to be repping for this team. And 640 Eastern on tomorrow, the New Orleans Saints are going to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's the way I feel. And until they prove otherwise, that's how it's going to be. I got the Saints moving on to the NFC Championship game. And we'll talk a little bit more about that if it happens. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Also, facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. And previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. You all have a great night. 
great morning or evening whenever you're watching this show and i'm looking forward to the game tomorrow are you ready i hope you are <laughs> all i gotta say is who that <laughs>